Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I'm here with social media magnet. <laughs> Shut up. Leanne's lost her voice now. Oh, uh, you know what I discovered on Instagram? What? That when you go on your Instagram and then you go in your profile, there's a little tab there that looks like an index card. And when you push that, it's what other people have posted about you, right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So all these people drew these pictures for me for my one year anniversary of Wife of the Party, and I just now saw it. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about yeah, it's that. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, but why didn't you tell me that? Uh, baby, I've, I've tried to walk you through Instagram a million times. You have never told me 100%. that. 100%. No, you have not. 100%. You're sabotaging me. Um, No, I'm not. Vegas this weekend. Everyone, I will be in Las Vegas this weekend at the Mirage. June 1st. Is it June 1st? Yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> New Zealand. I will come to you June 15th. Sydney, we've added a second show. Perth, we've added a second show. Melbourne, we have one show. Brisbane, one. Sh- I don't. I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't remember either. But I'm coming to Australia. I'm, my vo- voice is shit too. Leanne's is shit. Bert brought home some kind of nasty shit from Europe. <clears throat> yeah, I brought We're back still the bird flu. So I don't know what it is. Um, two shows at the store tonight. Super excited. I just want to get my voice back. Um, we're going to backlog some podcasts and then I'm going to do some in Australia when I'm there with uh, some Australians, my wife. We're going to do one from Bali. We are? I think so, yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, do one with maybe with the girls, talk about our Bali trip. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, big stuff coming up, everyone. Um, big stuff. It should be a fun week in podcasting next week. Everyone, you want to let that fucking piece of shit dog in? That's your dog. That fucking piece of That's shit. That's your dog. My dog's dog. a big dog that doesn't bark. Mona, get the fuck in here. I would love to be able to give a voice to our dog and just, you know, that every time she barks, all she's saying is, Leanne, 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 mom, mom, mom. She's That's- saying dad because she's your dog. Um. Yeah, today's podcast is a great podcast. It's a Gundo Comedy mm-hmm. Fest. We, we recorded this last week. I had to take a lot of stuff out because it was a live show, and I'm not good at live podcasts. I really am not. Um, I feel like I overshare way more than I would on a regular podcast. So we had to take some stuff out, but it's still a great podcast. It's me when me and Dave Williamson. Dave was on tour with me for the majority of the. Um, uh, he's with me this weekend in Vegas. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's with me this weekend in Vegas. She's such a sweet Fuck guy. You, Priscilla. I know. She's needy. Priscilla's <sighs> been really needy today. And all your Everyone in your life is needy. You've created something where everyone needs you. And then when we need you. You're the you, worst one. When, yeah, when we need you, you get pissed at us. Yeah, because I'm overwhelmed with neediness. And I don't do this. You people find me like a heat-seeking can you, missile. Can you hear her breathing on the podcast? You hear that big fucking dog just rubbing on the mic? She just wants to sit in my lap, and she yeah. just weighs five pounds more than I do, so it's kind of difficult. Um, She's a tweet. Yeah, you're going to love the podcast today. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped has the best ball trimmers I've ever used <laughs> in my life. I'm not even joking. Have you ever had an accident manscaping? Of course you have. I have. I've done it to Leanne. That's why Manscaped created the Lawnmower 2.0 electric trimmer with patent skin-safe technology, no more painful nicks or snags, guaranteed over a million men have confidently manscaped using the Manscaped's precision-engineered tools. I used them on my cheek the other day. 
You did? Yeah, because they have uh, guards on them, and yeah. I don't have a guard that goes that low. And I trimmed up my cheeks with my Manscaped. Fucking love this thing. I'm not joking. If you're shaving your balls, you are fucking doing it wrong if you're not using the Manscaped 2.0 uh, lawnmower. It's perfect for travel. Mark Marin, Mark Marin, Mark Norman brought one all through Europe with him. It's convenient. It's got a USB charger, TSA approved. Uh, don't use the same trimmers on your face as in your balls, they say. But I'm telling you, Mark uses these on his face and on his balls. Why can't use, you use them on your face? No, you don't. There's a lot of the ones made for your face are a little too aggressive for your balls. Oh, they're saying. Whereas oh, these I trimmers see. go back and forth. You can go Not back all and trimmers forth. go back and forth. Probably, probably. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea, actually. You're trimming your balls and then your cheeks. Manscaped also has crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You always put, you already put deodorant on your underarm pits. Why aren't you putting deodorant on your smelliest part of your body? I need that. I got to put that on. My, my balls have been reeking. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BERT at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. That is 20% off and free shipping and a free travel bag with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and a free travel bag at manscaped.com. Use the code BERT. This podcast is also brought to you by Joybird. Does your furniture bring you joy? It should. Do you just sit around missing a couch or chair that says, this is my home? You need that couch or chair in your house. We all want that haven, a place that feels uniquely you. I've got that, and I've got that with my Joybird. Joybird empowers you to create furniture and space that brings you joy. We've got a fantastic Joybird couch. Yes, awesome. I love the color. I love the fabric. The fabric is so soft, but you can tell it's also really durable. Yeah, and you can get one-of-a-kind furniture crafted to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. Want a sofa, an aquatic blue or indigo, a love seat in the hottest red, and an inviting coral or even a bubblegum pink? You, If you can dream of it, Joybird can make it a reality. Rich, butterly leathers, kid-friendly and pet-friendly upholstery options so that your creations can stand the test of time. Free personal design consultants help you nail down the perfect design. Each Joybird piece is handcrafted quality furniture made by hand uh, with a, a limited lifetime warranty. Take the party outside with their unique outdoor collection. Beautiful selections of outdoor sofas, lounge chairs. We said this last time, we've got to get one of their, I want to get one of their uh, like uh, Jay's lounges. Yeah, yeah. I'll look at it right now. 365-day home trial. Skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. Sit on it. Sleep on it. Break it in. If you don't love it, return it with a full refund. Joey Bird will take it back. Hassle-free in-home delivery. They'll even remove all the packing materials. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. See how Joy Bird can help you design your dream space. Find joy today at joybird.com slash birdcast. Create furniture that brings you joy. Today at joybird.com slash birdcast. That's joybird.com slash birdcast to receive an exclusive offer of 25% off your first order by using the code birdcast. This podcast is also brought to you by OpenFit. Motherfucker, they have a great workout. Yeah, they do. Their 600 second workout <clears throat> is no joke. I know I'm in horrible shape, but I can get through this workout and by the end, my heart is 
pounding out of my chest. OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's brand new. It's a simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room or your man cave or your hotel room in just as little as 10 minutes a day. Everybody's bodies are different. OpenFit gets that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content, amazing trainers, and classes. The classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to get results and get them quick. Super simple. The 600-second workout with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins is the one I use, and it packs in the fat-burning, muscle-building, bottle-sculpting benefits with a much longer session in that just fraction of time. Access anywhere on your computer, wet-enabled tablet, TV, smartphone, Roku, and lose 15 pounds in just your first 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, look good, feel great. I absolutely love these workouts. They are 600 seconds, which fly fucking by. Yeah. And they get your heart racing. I'm telling you, try it and call me a fucking liar. Open Fit has changed the way I feel about working out on the road. Sometimes I don't want to go down to the gym, get dressed, get a pair of clothes. Also, what I do is I just get on my underwear, throw a towel on the floor, and I bang out the 600 second workout, get my heart racing, get in the shower, and get a great sweat going. Get, get out, lay in the bed, feel fucking amazing. Right now, during the Open Fit 30-Day Challengers, my listeners get an extended special 30-day free trial membership to Open Fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text BERT to 303030. Use my promo code BERT. You can join me on my fitness journey and personalize it just for you. Again, my code is BERT. And start using Open Fit for your journey to a healthier life. All you have to do, text BERT, B-E-R-T, to 303030. You get full access to Open Fit, all the workouts, nutritional information, totally free. Again, just text BERT to 3030, 30 standard message, and data rates may apply. Um, those are the reads. This is the podcast. You're going to love it. It's me and Dave Williamson. I get progressively drunk on this, as does Dave. So we edited some stuff out uh, for the good of everyone, trust me. And we left a lot of stuff in that I am sure I'll regret one day. But nah, nah, nah. Um, I will see you. Mm. Body Shots World Tour in the fall. All dates are up at birdbirdbird.com. Make sure I'm coming to your city. I'm hitting, I think, 30 cities uh, in three months. In two months, it's going to be fucking amazing. I'm hitting more than 30 cities. I'm hitting 70 cities. It's a lot. 70 cities. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I can't wait. Uh, We're going to figure out Sober October coming up. You guys are going to be very, very happy. I think I've got it locked. I think I know what we're doing for Sober October. I just haven't told Joe. I just need to convince oh, Joe. Oh, jeez. Tommy loves it. I just got to convince Joe. <sighs> Two Bears, One Cave is happening, everybody. Get ready. Follow Tom Segura. He'll be running everything. I'm just his wingman. Two Bears, One Cave. We did our first episode. It was fucking amazing. Are you the baby bear? No, I'm, no we're both equally man, manly bears. Oh, you're both papa bears? Both. Well... Yeah, the whole thing was based on us wanting to be gay, but yeah, yeah. Today's podcast: Dave Williamson, Bert Kreischer from the Gundo Comedy Fest. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the podcast, and I will see you in Vegas. This is the
without any further ado, please welcome Bert Kreischer, guys. I was here at the humble beginnings of this <laughs> festival when the celebrity was Urkel. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have that this year. You have no idea. We had Urkel. You have no idea how fucking uncomfortable this first half, the first one we did was in a, a closet, right? Well, it was their tap room, but I mean, yeah, I guess it was kind of like a closet, right, Brandon? It was and small. <laughs> Dave had David plan had big plans. Dave's a big planner. He's a car salesman, you know. And he was like, "No, what we'll do is we'll all do stand up. We're gonna do each do fifteen minutes, and we're gonna go up." And the only person that showed up to watch the stand up was Urkel. I'm not even joking. It was Urkel, and Jaleel, I went. You call him Jaleel White. His, his, name. his name's Urkel, and so. But I, I can't go Jaleel White. Everyone goes, oh, what position does he play? No, not no. that guy. Urkel. And I was like, hey, Dave, are we all going to do stand-up? Is me, Al Jackson, you? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Dalton. Ryan Dalton and Urkel. And, and you know, I was like, what, what material are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, there, there was like 10 other people. I mean. <laughs> it was nobody. And yeah, we ended up getting small. high and drunk and doing a podcast and all of us just going, so what was it like to be Urkel <laughs> the whole fucking time? Well, and and he was a cool fucking dude. He's the best, dude. He's yeah. the sweetest guy ever. And then the next year, we did one with uh, a person, because it never got released. Don't say their name. Okay. And they talked about spousal abuse the entire time. <laughs> do you remember that? I do remember that. And, remember. and then they got done, and they're like, you're not going to air that, are you? And we were like, uh, I guess not. <laughs> and now this year, it's just me and Dave so that we can air this. And it, <laughs> it's going glowingly, to be honest with you. This is, I feel a lot like, have you ever had a... a a test for a venereal disease. You're like someone's gonna say, "Yeah." That's why I feel like this is starting out with a Q-tip in the head of my cock. Now, no one. All right, perfect. Let's just drive down this angle. Did anyone see Avengers yesterday? Wait, wait where were you going with that analogy? Are you just gonna bail on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, right. well, I was All gonna right. do a bit about how I got cheated on and I got the clap. It was only the second girl I ever slept with, and then I thought I was dirty. But no, but no. Apparently, we're gonna. Uh, no one. I'm the only one drinking today. So, <laughs> did anyone see Endgame Avengers? Yeah, my daughters all month have been telling me I look like Thor from Endgame. <laughs> oh man! Uh, now we're getting laughs, huh? It's totally. Did you? What did you think of the moment? Can I just be shitty, uh, toxic male energy for a second? What did you think of the energy when uh, the one girl goes, "I got this," and then? Black chick walks up, no, I got this too. And then other chick walks up, no, we all got this. And all the girls teamed up. I was the only one in the movie that goes, seriously? <laughs> I was like, come on, we're going to really throw fucking politics into a fucking Marvel movie? Shut the fuck. There should have been some toxic male energy. It was like Captain America was like, bitches, I'm from the 1930s. Get back and make me some oatmeal. By the way, that's all I do when I do anything. I just write jokes about it. Yeah. I can't enjoy a fucking thing because all I do is write jokes about it. Uh, uh, we're not doing bits right now, but I'll just tell you what happened in our house yesterday. <laughs> I referred to the person that cleans our house as our maid, <laughs> and I got fucking destroyed by my daughters. She's not our maid. Her name's Sylvia. And I was like, well, fucking Sylvia's going to Hawaii. I think we're paying her too much. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today, Dave? We loosened up everybody. Is everyone drinking? Dude, I love day drinking more than anything in the... F I may love it more than first kisses. My wife said if there's anything she missed in life, it's a first kiss. Ma'am, can I ask you a question? 
Yeah, or either. It's both you or ma'ams. Um, not older than me, but ma'am, that's why I say because I grew up in the South. Well, out of respect. Out of, is what out of he respect, means. you always yeah, just yeah. say ma'am. That fucking I know I'm digging the shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here um, for you. Spinsters, can I ask you a question? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you guys are probably younger than me. I'm 46. You don't have to tell me how old you are. How old are you? You look good. You look good. Yoga? Hot yoga? Some. I get, no yoga? Just genetics? That's weird. Blonde genetics are tough. <laughs> Asian genetics are fucking through the fucking roof. You're not six. Oh, my God. Our best friends are Asian. Uh, I don't know why I shared that with you. Um, when was the last first kiss you had? I don't remember. You don't remember? My wife said we were talking about... Uh, we were talking about being married. We've been married 14 years, 15 years. We've been married for a while. <laughs> and uh, my wife said... Um, I said, it's kind of weird that I'll never fuck anyone. You know, like, I, mean, I guess that's the way a guy's brain works. And she said, I can't believe I'll never get another first kiss. And I was like, fuck first kisses. Dude, as a, from a guy's perspective, a first kiss is terrifying. Not one guy in here is like, oh, my favorite part's the first kiss. No, your favorite part's the second fuck. The second fuck where you've already scrapped one, where you blew it early, you had to pretend someone broke into your house. Like, fuck that. That's the best way to get out of blowing alert early. Just look at her and go, I think someone's breaking into my house. I'm going to go check. <laughs> but um, the, the first kiss sucks dick. And my wife goes, oh, no, a first kiss from a girl is like, for a girl's perspective, is exhilarating. Well, I, I think first kisses today, I mean, I've been with my wife for 20 years. We started dating 20 years ago. So I imagine first kisses back then were very different than first kisses now. Because back then it was kind of like, oh, you had oh. to have a hard copy of what she looked like. Someone pulled out a picture. This is what she looks like. Do you like her? You couldn't swipe through and go, oh, that's her in a horse. <laughs> that's her in a bikini. Oh, that's her ankles. Oh, shit, she's got fat ankles. <laughs> you had to, you, all you got is a fucking headshot of a human being. Sure, yeah, right in front of you. You're looking at her. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, fuck. And then now you can just swipe, hit yes. She hits yes, and now you know the first kiss is happening. I just feel like now you have to, uh, the consent is more important. <laughs> Not with kisses. Kisses, consent. I'm a fucking pull the fucking meathead card. That's the whole point of a first kiss. It's, it's a question of consent. It's the lean in. Like, hey. Like, the, am I right? You don't. Ladies, ju I'm just being honest. I'm just, and I'm wondering. Are we putting this on the news by any way? <laughs> um, when you do, when you do, everyone put your cell phones I away. I As I go, here's my problem with consent. <laughs> no, but like, ladies, do you want to live in a world where, where men go, um, hi, I don't want to be too forthright. So I was thinking about kissing you. Can I get your consent to kiss you? Or do you want a guy to lean in? Lean in, right? Yeah, Is there a lady that was, you don't have to call it. Am I right? Yeah, it's definitely the. It's awesome that we're at a point where uh, where people are more aware uh, that you shouldn't make women feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, there's a slippery slope. Like, where does that magic leave? Where it's like a guy has the courage to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go in for the kiss." You know? Do you know how many girls? You, 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 you ruin the mood by being like, "Is it okay if I go in for the kiss?" You know? Like, yeah, you definitely ruin the mood, and yeah. you also ruin the mood if you're like, "Uh." You got something on your neck and you leave. Like, it's like what? there's a lot of ways to fuck up a first kiss. Oh, my God. Here Speaking go. of consent, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin Bartz from Bartz Barbecue brought Mother us a bunch fucker. of brisket, beef ribs, and pork. And uh, if you guys didn't have any yet, he's got some that he's given away for free until it's all gone. 
So oh, feel free to grab some. Check please. out Bart's on Instagram at Bart's.barbecue. Right? Is that it? Bart's.barbecue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, see it? The Bart's guy. The barbecue guy gets an applause. I like it. Um, I am all in on barbecue these days, man. It has consumed oh. my life. Dude, I have a problem with impulse. Is that clear from the size of my body? You're like, yeah, no shit. No, I thought your problem was running. <laughs> and uh, barbecues. Barbecue, okay. If you had to live on an island and only eat one food, type of food. Let's just do type of food. Generic ethnicity, meaning like Chinese food, Japanese food, Thai food. Italian. You do Italian? Yeah. I think I can eat that over and over again more. Because... I could do I could do pizza. I could do well. Yeah, I'm, I'm double thinking this now. Everything's kind of the same. Hold on, things. I might go. Uh, I might go Applebee's. <laughs> That's not an ethnicity of food. It's white. I think it's white. It's it's stolen food. We've they stole all the food from all the races and then fusion it up and up. They're like jalapeno poppers, kind of Mexican. We made it ours. I go Applebee's. So Bart's brought us food last year, and then you, you know, film this and you put your podcast up on YouTube. And I'm not the kind of famous where I've ever. Well, I'm not famous at all. I was so about I, to say, Dave, that's, never... a, that's a real stretch. I don't have the kind of big dick that you can shove I'm... into the mashed potatoes. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. I mean, I walk into the coffee shop in El Segundo, and people are like, "Hey, you're the comedy guy. That's my level of fame." Uh, but I've never experienced true hate on uh, on the internet. I think the, to where it exists these days. And you put it up, and holy shit, were people ruthless. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it was all your fans that say the normal things, and then I'd get thrown in there every now and then, like, uh, Dave's fat like Bert, but at least Bert's interesting. Like, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. I was, like, crying reading the YouTube clips. But you don't understand. The hate that comes online is so... I was saying to someone last night, I hate myself a lot. Like... If you hate me, I hate me so much more than you hate you, you made me. And if you think horrible things about me and my career, oh, I think worse, okay? But man, when you see someone that can find your, that, that special door into your soul that you hadn't oh. observed yet, and you're like, oh, I never thought that about myself. <laughs> oh, it can be crippling. <laughs> Dude, and then, and then, you know, can I tell you the best thing I ever said to someone? This is, okay, by the way, this is spiraling out, out a little bit. I, but the buzz is already kicking in. I'm driving down Franklin over in, in L.A., and there's a guy, and he's turning off of uh, Vine or one of those streets. He's turning off, and he's turning right into the thing, and he almost hits me. Now, what I know about the law is in order to take a right on red, both lanes have to be open. You can't just turn right on red. If, if one lane's open, it, it, I know that because I got no car accident doing it one time. So the guy does it, and I honk at him, and he comes up to me. He's, he's not a good-looking guy, and his chick's less good-looking. <laughs> I got my kids in the car. I can't really talk shit, right? Because I, I don't want to get a fight. I don't want to get beat up in front of my kids. And he rolls his window down. And he goes, hey, man, you got a problem? And I roll my window down, and I go, hey, you can't turn right on red if one lane's open. You got to have both lanes open. He goes, that's not true. I said, no, it's very true. And he goes, no, man, that's not true. Now, I want to get out of this, but I want to hurt his feelings. So I look at his chick who's looking over at me like getting real bitchy, and I go, hey, man. Why don't you ask your mom to Google it? <laughs> he looked at me and he went, that's not my, and then looked at his chick and she went, huh? And I took off, I left. 
And I thought all night long, they're going to have sex, and he's going to go, hey, you are looking old. <laughs> that's where my brain is. Like, that, that's what fucking, that's why I don't read comments online, is that you get so, do you ever read a comment, and you're just like, you're like, okay, start recording again. Um, you ever read a comment, and you're like, you're like, oh, I'm going to fucking so craftfully crap, like, I'm going to destroy this guy. And then you send it. And then they just fucking annihilate you back. And you're like, God damn it. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> you win. I had this one guy I talked shit about. He was a gamer. And I talked shit about him. I, I, I made a joke. He made a thing. I made a joke about it. And then he was like something from a no-name comedian. And I was like, ha-ha. At least I don't play video games in my basement. Apparently, he was one of the biggest gamers alive. I didn't know this. He's like a millionaire. And he's got a really big following. And they destroyed me. Destroyed me to a point where I was like, I was like, hey man, I'm sorry. Please, please make this stop. And then the next day I go online and I check his thing out, and he's like, his and I, me and him apologized. We were cool. He lived in Houston, I think. He was like, maybe I'll come out to your show. And then and then he replied to me, I've been off my meds for a while. Life's good. I'm I don't know if it's worth it. And I was like, who the fuck was I fighting with? If, they, if I could do that to some of the people that don't like me and just be like, hey, man, I look disgusting naked. I think my wife throws up when she sees me naked. <laughs> Is this therapy? I mean, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. do we have a theme? Does anyone have a question you want us to direct this towards? Is there something someone would go, hey, man, why don't you talk about the top five times you did cocaine or something fun? We can do that. If not, I'm just going to spin out of control. Uh, I, had a com I had a comic light me up pretty good recently when uh – when I, I got, I was lucky enough to go do a bunch of theater tour dates with Bert this past year, and uh, this company gave us a travel smoker. So I was posting a bunch of pictures where we were smoking meat, like at every city we went to or whatever. And so some comic posted something, and I wrote something busting his balls, and then he replied to me, "Hey Dave, what headliner are you cooking for tonight?" And hey, <laughs> <laughs> like. 30 other comics were just like, 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 like. I'm like, oh, oh I that's see what fucking think of me. funny. That is funny as fuck. Holy like, motherfucker. That is fucking funny as shit. Yeah. Especially when, like, friends do it to you. Yeah. The best one that ever I barely got. know this guy. Who, who was it? You know? I think it was Gary Cannon. He fucks with everybody. And he's not funny. <laughs> Where's that in your act, Gary? <laughs> You should jam that in between Marshalls and. <laughs> Is that the one? What if it wasn't even Gary Cannon? And I just said and right now, <laughs> Gary's laying in bed going, oh, I love this podcast. Two of my favorite buddies. That's the worst. When you're listening to a podcast <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, oh, and this your name good. comes up for the wrong reason. <laughs> I'm flying from South Africa to Los Angeles. I get on the plane. We're on takeoff. And I go, hey, Jason Nash. He's one of my buddies. Oh, Jen Kirkman. I know her. I'll listen to this podcast. We're on takeoff. <laughs> And I'm listening. I have a few drinks in me, and I hear "fuck Burt Kreischer," and I, <laughs> and I'm and and Jen Kirkman destroys me on a podcast for being a fucking fat hack. I mean, it was just it was everything I think about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on the beginning of a flight. I'm on the beginning of a flight, going like, "Oh fuck!" Like I've got 33 hours of not talking to anyone about this. I just have to stew in it. Time to write some fucking emails. Like, I crafted the most hateful fucking, bit, like, worst email you could ever write. And then and then I get blackout drunk. And I go, what? I, as, a, as, like, a writing, t like, sample, I go, 
what would be like the what would like the smartest guy in the world do? And I go, the smartest guy in the world would just go, hey, I heard you, I apologize. And so I write that email as a joke, like right. And then I read it and I go, that that seems pretty rational. I was like, I'll send that one. And I sent that one, and then she wrote back, hey, I'm so sorry. And it was, and we became friends. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe you don't need to slam off the man. I have sent so many. I almost tweeted fucking Alyssa Milano. <laughs> On that sex strike? Yeah, yeah. I, I figured that's what you were talking about. Oh, yeah. About. I was like, Alyssa Milano is so <laughs> fucking beautiful. Like, she really is. And, like, she's someone for me that's been a lifelong crush. I've had a crush on her lifelong. And then the sex strike happened. And in my head, I just thought it was, I didn't, I didn't think it was, I don't know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not a political guy. I just was like, I think women are more than just their vaginas. <laughs> but that was my thought. But I was like, uh, maybe we could, I don't know, just talk to the guys also. Just go, hey, abortion. Whatever. I'm not going to get into abortion rights at all. Drunk as fucking a fucking brewery. But I don't think it's murder. No, no, I'm kidding. The uh, but And then I was like, why would I do that? I fucking have always loved Alyssa Milano my whole life. She's my first crush. Sam, we're the same age. We're yeah. the same fucking age. And I was like, I'm not going to say shit to her. She doesn't need that from fucking double chin Kreischer. She needs a vote of confidence. So I sent her nudes. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciated that. No, I didn't send her nudes. You can't do that anymore. You know that? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know you couldn't send dick pics for well past when you couldn't send dick pics. Not to girls, but to my friends. <laughs> Dude, I sent, the, I sent the classiest dick pic to Tom Segura one time. <laughs> what, By the way, little, this, little top hat or a monocle or something? Uh, no, no. Can I tell you what I did one time? Do you remember those little finger puppets you get your kids? There was, it was like a horse and a donkey and a giraffe. I put one on my dick one time. And send it to Tom. That's one of the ones. I sent another one. This is the best dick pic I've ever sent to anyone in my entire life. And I would argue you could send this to a woman. And if they don't get it, they're the one that should be at fault. It was a, it was a picture of the shadow of my dick. Like it was breaking into an apartment. And, and because it was a shadow, it was so much bigger. It was like massive. And I sent that to him. And he was like, well played. <laughs> How long did you set that up for? Or was it just you looked over oh, and it was like, oh, hey. Half a fucking morning. <laughs> yeah. It started in the bowl of the toilet. I saw my shadow and I went, that's a good dick pic. But then I was like, that's not classy in the bowl of a toilet. So next thing you know, I've got the fucking lamps leaned on the bed. And I'm literally doing puppetry of the penis up against a wall. <laughs> and then I started going, ooh, I bet this one looks like a dog. This looks like a rabbit. <laughs> anyway. Any more questions? <laughs> yeah. Is this everything you guys thought a live podcast would be? <laughs> is this kind of like the way everyone, every guy envisions a threesome and then you get into it and you're like, wow, I lasted a lot quicker than I thought I would. <laughs> one chick feels uncomfortable. Yeah. She says she thinks we're going to break up now. <laughs> Seemed like a better idea on paper. <laughs> Worst thing I ever did was a threesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it but did not. The, the other dudes the just best weren't part, into it? It was all dudes. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It hurt a lot. <laughs> just, I got spit fired for a little bit. We fucked up the logistics, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to invite any girls, and they're like, uh, it's a threesome, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I could never do that. I'm always shocked when guys say that they could have sex with, uh, like, two dudes and a girl. Ugh. I, I'm always shocked that a woman can do it, by the way. And I understand there are women who can do it, and I'm not, I don't want to take away your rights. I'm just saying, ugh. Like, what kind of guys are those? Like, what the fuck? I guess I'm a little old school. Like, I don't think black people should date white people. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Holy shit. The way uh. you got, you paused, you motherfuckers. 
You pause like, is he being serious? No, just marrying. I don't, marrying's not, no, a joke again. Motherfucker, you can't even joke these days. I look at the Asian lady, right? You're on my team. <laughs> you guys got the really pole position seats. Do you know Dave? Okay. Do you guys live in El Segundo? Nice. Do you like it here? I wish I had. It's one of the things I play. I used to play uh, tennis with this guy with Alzheimer's. <laughs> and there was Marty. He was a great guy. I think he's still alive. He might be. He was getting a divorce at the time. And he said to me, number one thing you got to do when you get married, make sure that you and your wife have goals in life that are similar. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. I said, what was your wife's goals? And he goes, my wife's goals were to spend time with our grandchildren. I said, what were your goals? He goes, to get blowjobs on my boat. And I was like, they didn't match up? He goes, like, not at all. <laughs> so I said to my wife, I go, hey, what's your retirement goals? And she goes, mountains. I went, what? She goes, I don't live in the mountains. I go, I don't, don't want to live in the mountains. She goes, well, we're living in the mountains. I said, I want to live at the beach. She goes, yeah, I'm not a beach person. I said, well, I'm not a mountains person. She's like, well, I guess we'll figure that out. And all <laughs> I could think was Marty going, in my head going, get your dick sucked at the beach, right? Get your dick sucked at the beach. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for, Marty. He was a great guy. He saved. Uh, he was a really great guy. I played tennis with him every fucking day for like two years. He was like 70 years old, 60 years old. I wonder if he's still alive. You want to tell me? Can I tell you what Marty did one time? This is why I love. This is what I love about stand up is when you just start talking about something and jokes come up, stories come up. One time I I, pull, I kind of pulled my hammy. I tweaked my hammy. Have I told you this? No. I tweaked my hammy. I, I used to be a member of this place called the Beverly Hills Country Club. It's all Jewish country club, right? Bragger. So, and uh, and so Marty, I get we go into the locker room. I said my my <laughs> hamstrings bother me. He goes get in the whirlpool. I said I didn't bring a bathing suit. And he goes it's a fucking Jewish country club from the fucking turn of the century. You think anyone's wearing bathing suits in the whirlpool? I said, really? He goes, yeah, it's a fucking men's locker room. Get in there naked. Take all your clothes off. Get in there naked. And then get out, dry off, put your clothes back on, drive home. And then now I feel stupid, or I even feel homophobic that I'm like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't I just get naked? So I put my clothes in the locker. I get naked. I get in the whirlpool, and my leg starts loosening up. I'm like... This is what I love about California, like about older places, is the old school mentality, right? That get naked in the whirlpool. Three old men come in in bathing suits and sit in the whirlpool with me, and I am naked as fuck, and everyone's in bathing suits, and I'm just going, please don't let the jets turn off. Please don't. How awkward would that be if the jets turned off? They see my dick, and I'm like, boys. You just got to wait it out for three hours. I had so to wait empty. it out the whole time. And keep going. Can someone turn the Jets back on? They're like, oh, wow, this guy's really on the Jets. <laughs> guy's really into a soak today. <laughs> God damn. Wait, can we talk about that guy we met in the hot tub in Minneapolis? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so we meet a guy. What's his name called? The Squirrel? <laughs> no. I don't remember his name. He ran for political office in Minnesota. He ran for mayor in Minneapolis. His nickname was... The squirrel? <laughs> You're making that up. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. So, wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. We go to the YMCA anywhere yeah. we went on the, when we were on tour. Dave and I were on tour for my, the beginning year of my tour. We go to the YMCA. <laughs> Dave would go to the pool. I go to the, um, to the weights, do like bench press, whatever. Squats. Yeah. Squats, uh, thunder curls. And so, was that even a thing? Wait. So, wait, so the, the, y, the pool at the YMCA there. 
There's like four lanes, so everyone there is just there swimming laps. It's not like a, a lounging pool, right? And then there's a, a hot tub, but it's not a hot tub you chill at like at a resort. It's literally just to like get in to like soak your muscles. Then you go over to the sauna. You know, it's all business. You know, sidebar, what I mean? sidebar, and yeah. I think small details make a story. Uh, a plethora of women in Habib's. There was a lot. A, a lot of women in Habib's yeah. uh, in the pool, in the sauna, and in the hot tub. Am I saying the wrong word? It was. It was really interesting. Hey, jobs. Hey, jobs. Hijabs, yeah. it's hijabs. My yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Habib's a fighter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. A lot of people in Nate Diaz's and uh, in hijabs, hijabs. A lot, like a plethora. By the way, little sidebar about uh, YMCA. Uh, kids from legit Africa run the basketball courts. Is like Tanzania, Ethiopia. Those kids run basketball courts there. Just sidebar, sidebar. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's there scouting. Yeah, anyway, what the fuck? You guys get all judgy. Go to a fucking Minneapolis. Oh, I'm saying, anyway. That was interesting, though. They they had the, um, it was bathing suit material of, uh, what do you call them? Hub, 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 hub. Oh, you're being racist. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I think I, they're I, called I, I, a, a swimsuit edition. You're, you're correct, you're correct. It's so, a girl but, in a swimsuit, right? But this, du this dude uh, who ran for mayor, like, I kept seeing him over on, there. Hold on, you are fucking this story up uh, so bad. So there's a clear it. lunatic in the hot tub. With his laptop and headsets, not earplugs, legit noise reduction headsets, and a full fucking laptop laying on the edge. <laughs> Hold on. See, this is the laying on the edge of the hot tub. Not in it. On the not edge. Not in it. On the edge. Howling fucking laughing. And he had his hand. It's like he was at a resort in uh, Hawaii. His hand was just like stroking the water as he lay there. Like he was feeling if the water was nice. Good shape. The guy's yeah. in good shape. Yeah. Not a bad little, looking guy. Little tiny like suit. Not a speedo, tiny but almost. Suit. Yeah. I love this story. Yeah, yeah. Just, just loud. Dude, the biggest shit-eating grin with his headphones. Not earbuds. Headphones. Laptop. Stroking the water in an indoor YMCA in downtown Minneapolis. Cape fearing oh. laughing. Like yeah. cape fearing laughing. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the hot tub. Bert comes in from the weight room and he joins me. And I'm this guy's laughing. I'm like, dude, check this guy out, right? <laughs> and finally, I couldn't take it any longer. I go, hey man, what do you listen to? And, and I'm like, <laughs> please say Burt Kreischer, please say Burt Kreischer, right? And the guy looks at us and he goes, have you guys ever heard of Bill Burr? <laughs> <laughs> I so badly wanted to Facetime Bill and go, hey man, I'm hanging with one of your fans. Yeah. Take a look at who's, who's, who's your material connects with. This fucking lunatic. <laughs> These women got it so, too fucking easy. So this guy, yeah, this guy has no filter or sense of volume whatsoever. Imagine semi-repeating Bill Burr's jokes in a hot tub full of women in Habibs. Yeah, yeah. With hey no jobs, hey jobs. With, with hey no jobs. context. He's just, he's like, you know, it's just like this no guy, context. Yeah. Just add it. Just hey, Bill planted a seed in my head. <laughs> yeah. Here's the problem with the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that me too thing. I got a, I got an opinion about that. I'm gonna scream in this YMCA, and we're just like we're gonna disassociate ourselves from you right now. Like, you know? Dude, luckily one of the one of the children uh, <laughs> of the of the Somali ladies. I, I'm guessing. I don't know where the fucking this is coming out racist. I don't mean it to. But one of the children, who's a very sweet kid, I ended up spending some time with him in the sauna. Yeah, that sounds terrible, too. You didn't make it better. I did. I did. I did. I, I, have, a, I, have, a soft spot, I have a soft spot for uh, kids learning. Like, like, when you see a kid, like, because that's me in life, I am always like, I don't know. I, so I have a hard time, like, where do we sign up for this class? Like, what, do I need to 
pick a treadmill, like all the things like, that's why I don't go to yoga classes. That makes me nervous. So when you see a kid doing that, I, I connect with it. it I, so this kid was like, is there supposed to be this much dirt in this in the whirlpool? <laughs> yeah. And I look, and all the bubbles are covered with brown. And I was like, no. Yeah. And so me and the kid get up, and we go to the sauna. And he's sitting next to me in the sauna, and we're both sweating our ass off. He's maybe 14 years old, 13 years old, maybe. And he goes, why are we in here? And I and by the way, we haven't spoken other than the dirt and this. And I go, I don't, I don't know. I think it's good for you. And he goes, why? I go, because we sweat out all our impurities. And he goes... <laughs> I don't think I have any impurities. <laughs> and I was like, well, if you drink a lot, this is really good for you. He goes, I, dr I drink a lot of water. And I went, like apple juice? Yeah, I was like, and but the kid was so sweet. And, he, and, and we were both overweight. Well, I was stupid enough. I couldn't take it any longer. This guy was giggling so hard at Bill Burr. I finally was like, you know, and he kept asking me questions. What do you do? What are you doing in town? And I never do this, but then I finally could take it. I'm like, oh, we're doing a comedy show. Now I was fucking in. I couldn't. This guy was not going to leave us alone. Right? Bert bailed already. Oh. <laughs> so then this guy just kept asking me questions or whatever. And he's like, oh, I have a podcast. He's like, I have two listeners. And I'm like, all right. And then <laughs> and then he was like, uh, he told me he ran for mayor. And I was like, we well, just got more interesting. The squirrel. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I ran on this platform. He's like, uh, Rob Ford was kind of popular at the time. So. I just did this platform where I was like drunk all the time and you know, and he's like, people loved it. I almost won. And I was like, I don't think this guy got as close to winning as he thinks he did, you know? And then uh, I couldn't stop thinking about the dude. So I Googled him a couple days later and I'm like, that fucker almost won. <laughs> that guy, he, he legit, I want to say he was called the squirrel. He had a whole character who yeah. was like, uh, his buddy in a like a squirrel, like mascot costume, you know? What the fuck? Like, you been <laughs> shitting on the squirrel thing. I knew I tethered myself to the squirrel. Well, he wasn't the squirrel. Oh, yeah. His but his, his like buddy, his sidekick was the squirrel. And he's got a sitcom idea that he's going to pitch about a drunk squirrel, which spawned from the mayor race, apparently. And it's probably going to be super famous. I'm going to be opening for that dude in six months. Dude, I, I sat with my wife's family one time. And there was this guy. Definitely didn't graduate high school. We're at a barbecue. Not a barbecue, like a campfire. And he just ponies up to me with a hand, with a, a jug full of moonshine. He goes, I got a TV pitch for you. And I was like, this is going to be good. Let me tell you something. It was so bad, it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Name of the show is called The Fun Seekers. Okay? It's a bunch of guys like him with wives that are hot, but they still like to party in threesomes. Right? They like, they're swingers. By the way, they're rednecks. If you're not catching the accent, they're swingers. And they travel around the world. In hot air balloons. <laughs> now I'm listening. Uh, going in and, and solving crimes, but swinging the whole time. And by the way, I was like, and part of me was like, if I had the money at the time, I would have made it and had him direct it. And just that, there's not enough of that in Hollywood, you know? Like, of just like a fucking lunatic's idea and going, you know what? We're going full tilt on this one. Yeah. Let's go, like, like a battleship, battleship Earth, Battlefield Earth. Sure. You ever seen Battlefield Earth? The Scientology movie? Oh, are you guys all Scientologists? <laughs> I am fucking buzzed. Is anyone else buzzed? What's We're your gonna... favorite? What's your favorite part of a buzz? Hmm. When time slows down. I think there's a sweet spot. Definitely, it's like when you're uh, shooting pool and you're drinking beers, 
and there's this sweet spot <laughs> where you're getting really good at pool, and you're like, man, these beers are making me better. And then you you go half a beer too much, and you're like, oh, I just lost all my money at pool. Like you know, it's that it's that that peak right before you hit the downside. That's the best part of a buzz. Oh, the best part is when you're at a dinner party and you got enough confidence to say the shit you want to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it makes sense to everyone, and everyone's laughing, and yeah. then it goes way too far. And Same you're like, analogy. It's the pool thing, for sure. God, <laughs> golf. It's all of that. What if they made a beer that uh, killed your vocal cords? Wouldn't that be great? That's every beer for me. I get real loud. No, no, no. Killed them. So, like, three oh, beers in, off? three beers in, it was like a paralyzing agent. We were like, I, here's my problem with... And they're like, what were you going to say? And like, okay, it's working. It's not working anymore. When, is that my why do i feel like i'm talking in a closet sometimes and you guys are like man this guy's a fucking lunatic you shouldn't keep all these these should keep these thoughts all yourself there's a lot of thoughts i have that i don't want to, my wife goes don't share that with anyone number one i don't think they should be male pediatricians i'm being dead fucking that makes serious sense, yeah yeah you want to you want to see little boys dicks get online like everyone else uh, that's going in the act. Write it down. When, <laughs> when we were when we were in Charlotte and I hung out with a bunch of my old buddies, they reminded me of we went out to this bar called Connolly's, which is where I used to party back in the day, like when I was in my early twenties. And it gets really loud in there. And uh, I don't know why, but when I when I get drunk or when I'm in the loud bar, I, I hold my you know I I do this where you go, hey man, Ed, did I tell you what happened earlier today? Whatever. And as I would get drunker for whatever reason, I still don't know to this day, my hand would start turning up like this. So the next day, all my friends would be like, how drunk was Dave last night? And they're like, oh, he was all the way fucking up here yelling at Connolly's. Did I tell you? Guys? Yes, Dave. You told us that story three times a night already. That was the best night, dude. That was a really great night. That was the best. We had a lot of fun in this tour. I'm sorry I'm eating nope. on this podcast. I don't know if I've ever even released one of these. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Um, We took a tour bus all around uh, the canada and the united states and it was great there were strengths of every like i toured with four four comics shane torres dave uh jesus trejo and dusty dusty slade and there were strengths to everyone i think dave's strength dave is the easiest guy to be around in the fucking world like i'll tell you what in this business in this business the number one strength you can have is just not be difficult like there's so many people that are not like Mark Norman was, I just did Europe with him. Just an easy guy to be around. Like just easy. Like I'm, I think I'm difficult to be around. I think I'm, I'm a little high maintenance. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm needy as fuck. Like I, I need people around me. I can't, I can't do things by myself. I'm like, so what time are we going to lunch today? And a lot of people like to be alone. They're like, oh, I was gonna go maybe have a salad by myself. And I was like, no, there's this atomic mega wings burger we should try. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that part of the tour. Oh, but Dave was so easy to be around. And just like always like, want to get a beer? And you're like, yeah. And you want to go smoke a fucking brisket? Yeah. Maybe you want to stay up till fucking five in the morning and talk shit about other comics? Yeah. Those, those are my three top strengths you just listed. Dude, if there was a podcast about talking shit about other comics, oh, you have no idea. That's the biggest pleasure. It's called Burning Bridges. I think that's actually a podcast. <laughs> it's, it's Kevin Brennan's podcast. Yeah, but he has no insight in comedy. 
Like if someone had insight and con- like Kevin's fucking fucking fifty five years old, he doesn't even know half the comics that we talk shit about. <laughs> He's talking shit about Richard Jenny. <laughs> what the fuck? That's an older comic. He <laughs> killed himself. Anyway, are these things on? Anyway, uh, yeah, Dave was a very easy hang, and it was like it was the best best part. It's always been the best part about you is you're, you're a great comic, but you can like. I mean, I remember the first time. I remember the first time I fell in love with you was when you told me about having to kill your dog. <laughs> I remember first kiss. I remember that moment too, dude. I laughed so hard. We were at like a fireman subs or something. <laughs> we were at Jimmy John's. But Jimmy close. John's. Jimmy John's. And Dave told me this story about this fucking dog shooter. What was the dog's name? <laughs> it's Bogey. Bogey. The dog was named after a failure. <laughs> if you know anything about golf. The dog was named after a failure, and Dave got it because a friend wanted. It was like, "Hey, man, I can't take care of this dog anymore. Will you take care of it?" And Dave's wife's like, "No." And Dave's like, "I'll take care of it." Guys, like, it'll only be around for like three more months. It's old. It's dying. Trust me. How long did this dog live? Six fucking years. <laughs> Six years, and it was just had health problem after health problem. His name was Bogey. And and I he told me this story I could not stop fucking laughing. I, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was trying. That's to- when people are the funniest. <laughs> I try to tell that to my daughters. When you're funny, when you're being funny, it's it's when you're not trying to be funny. When you're trying to be funny, it's when you lose everything. When you're just being real and everyone's like, I don't get it. Like I took a shit one time where I threw up. I was in Aspen. I was in Aspen and I shit. And I as soon as it came out, I was like, I'm throwing up. This is bad. <laughs> So I had to fucking hot dog it like into the into the tub. And so as soon as I threw up into the tub, I shit all over the wall, right? <laughs> Hold on. This is a story about the Lord Jesus Christ, if you can <laughs> bear with me. So I throw up, I shit, I throw up, I shit. It's all over everywhere. I just walk away from it. That's the kind of guy I am. My mom, my dad, my wife, my sisters, and my kids are with me. I go into this bedroom. I kind of clean myself up in the shower. I get out of the, out of the bathroom. I go into the bedroom. And I, I call my wife and I say, babe, I just threw up and shit all over the walls in the bathroom. And my wife looks at me dead serious. She goes, I'll go get your mom. <laughs> and so my, my wife, my mom comes in. She goes, what's the matter? Bebopper is what she calls me. Bebopper. She goes, what's the matter, Bebopper? And I said, uh, mom, I, I shit all over the walls in there. And, I, and it needs to be cleaned up. And I, I can't do it right now. And my mom goes, honey, I got this. And my mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. And then I said to my mom, like, I went into the bathroom, and it was perfectly clean. I was like, you did that? And she was like, I couldn't find this shit. I was like, wait, what? She was like, it was, I couldn't find it. And I was like, mom, I definitely shit on those walls. <laughs> she was like, well, I couldn't find it, and that's why I believe in Jesus Christ. Mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. Comedy Central has a new podcast called Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian. Hosts. Julia McCullough and Sean O'Connor are two hilarious comedians and longtime best friends who separately became dads. I love that Comedy Central put separately became dads just to not lead people into something. They're like, ooh, cool. I can't wait to hear how they raised their child together Uh as two lovers. In the podcast, they're going to talk to other dads, moms, friends, and more, all while reviewing kids' foods, children's TV, and movies, and role-playing parenting scenarios from the news. God, I fucking love this idea. I wish I had, when I first started parenting, uh, podcasts weren't as big. I would have loved to fucking dumped all my emotions into a podcast of what I was going through. 
This is going to be fucking good. They'll also take your parenting questions and answer them so honestly, you'll regret you asked. Ooh, I have some parenting questions. These guys are not experts, but they're funny and their kids are still alive. So that's got to count for something. If you are a dad or you want to be a dad or make sure you don't want to be a dad, this show is for you. So subscribe, listen, and become a better person. Those things are not related. Subscribe to Your Two Dads with Sean and Julian for Comedy Central's idea of a parenting podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Do your kids believe in God? He works in mysterious ways. Uh, my kid, Are we going to go down this route? Yeah. <laughs> this uh, yes. Yeah, we're Christian, and uh, my kids have been going. Do they to, believe, though, do you think? I think so, yeah, yeah. Wait, do you? Do me? Do I? Yeah. yeah. For real? For real, for real. Okay. Like, I, I, did, did. I, 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 did, I wasn't raised in, in the church at all, so. So but, wait, um, your wife turned you on to it? That's a simplistic way of putting it, yeah. Well, your wife was like, hey, if you want this pussy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you better learn a Hail Mary, motherfucker. Uh, my wife does not I, believe in God. Yeah. My wife doesn't. My kids don't. Well, Georgia doesn't. Isla, I'm, I'm sure I could trick her into it. <laughs> <laughs> Lying to a child is so much fun. <laughs> Dude, I remember I told them I invented chocolate. You have no idea. So so we get Hershey Kisses. They're babies, right? We get Hershey Kisses, and I'm unwrapping them. And then Isla says, what's that? They're babies, babies. And I go, oh, I don't know. I just made it. Tell me if it's any good. And she I eats it. She goes, it. this is amazing. I said, I, I don't like it. Is it good? And she goes, Georgia, you got to try this. And then I give Georgia Hershey's Kiss, and they're like, you just made this? And I was like, yeah, do you like it? And they're like, Dad, this is really like they're blown <laughs> fucking away. Rich. Dude, it's the best party having a kid. I took him out to Johnny Rockets one time, and I go, we, we all get milkshakes. I go, all right, we have a milkshake drinking contest. So you can drink their milkshake the fastest. All right, one, two, three, go. And they start drinking their milkshake, drinking their milkshake. And then I look at them, and they get head freezes, and I go, never disobey your father. <laughs> I have control of your brains. They're like, make it go away, Daddy. Dude, I lied to these fucking kids so much. And now I can't. Now you got to be honest with them. Leanne, they asked Leanne if she was a virgin when she met me. And, of course, Leanne's like, no, I had sex with 20 people. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, she was a whore. I go, I had sex with one person. That's your mom because I was the town hero. The town hero. We, we actually have an award called that here in El Segundo. For real? The town hero, yeah. Up there we go. For real? No, but how does it oh. feel when someone lies to you, Bert? Oh. That was a good, that was a great tag to get us out of those <laughs> stories, huh? Can I have another uh, IPA, please? My it was, my kids were so, uh, they didn't believe in, well, my youngest son figured out the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, everything. Was cynical from, he was like five years old and we're like, uh, oh yeah, the Tooth Fairy. He's like, that's mom, you know? But to this day, they're still all in on Santa Claus. It's so funny how... Oh. It's so funny how they they just totally are, are cynical about it. Well, my oldest son will go along with it just because he's a, a good soul and he just wants to like, oh, we're playing a part here. And even if he didn't believe it. But my youngest son, like, you know, he lost his first tooth. And we're like, oh, the tooth fairy's coming. He's like, that's mom. He's like, don't play. And we're like, oh, geez. All right. Well, you just informed your older brother who probably should have known by now, you know. But Santa Claus, he's all in. And I can't figure out why. He's just like, I think I heard him one night. Oh my yeah, that was definitely me stumbling into the dark after a few beers coming home. Dude, we used to have my uncle Pete call our house on Christmas Eve, and we would send him a we would send him thank you very much. We'd send him an email with all the kids' names in the room, 
an email with all the kids' names on the room and what they wanted for Christmas. By the way, and I know a lot of people go, Bert, are you making these stories up? Watch this. I swear to God. You ready? Uh, contacts. Oh, it's a shadow of your Watch dick. Watch this. Santa. Santa Claus. It's my Uncle Pete, right? <laughs> it's a picture of Santa Claus. It's my Uncle Pete. And, we'd, and I'd leave my phone on the table with all the kids. And, I, and we'd go into the other room. We'd go, Pete, Pete would be drunk as fuck. He's in Tampa. <laughs> and we go, Pete, he had a list of what, all the kids' names and what they wanted. we go, call my phone. So then my phone would ring on the table. The kids would see it, and they go, it's Santa Claus. And I go, oh, don't answer it. And they're like, hey, we got to answer it, Dad. And I was like, all right. And I go, hello? Don't answer it. <laughs> on speakerphone. So one year, there's a semi-autistic kid there. He's Jewish. You know, like, I'm not, by the way, I hope I'm not shitting on, but did, autistic kids take things very literal. Did you play tennis literal. with him, too? Or? No, no, no. They take no. things very literal, right? And he's Jewish. So Santa Claus calls, and he does all the fucking names, and he gets to the kid's name, and the kid melts down, and it's not enjoyable. And he looks at his dad, and he goes, is this real right now? <laughs> dad, if this is real, we need to question everything about our lives. And he goes, and he literally says to his dad, I need to talk to you outside right now. <laughs> Santa's on the phone going, are you there? And he's like, I'll be back in a second, Santa. And literally talked to his dad. And he goes, I don't want to be Jewish. If Santa's real, we need to evaluate everything. Dad, patio. Dude, it was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. But yeah, Santa's called every year. Yeah. It's the best part of having kids. People that go, I don't want kids. This is why I want to talk to you about the abortion laws. I'm <laughs> Jesus, no one's got a yeah. fucking sense of humor anymore. <laughs> it's noon, Bert. <laughs> it is noon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I grew up in a really cool little community in Miami, Florida, and uh, we lived on a lake, and everyone on the lake, it was like our little, you know, it was our community. Out here in L.A., everyone has communities. It's like, you know, it's like Manhattan Beach. Right? In Miami, it's not like that. It's just like you live in fucking Miami, you know? But I was very lucky. We actually had a community because of this lake. And uh, when I got to be about 13 up into my adult life, my mom would volunteer me to dress up like Santa Claus every year. And uh, we had a pontoon boat and we'd put, dress the dogs up like a reindeer and I would be Santa Claus and we'd drive across the lake. How fucking privileged are you if you're a kid who thinks Santa Claus shows up by a pontoon boat <laughs> to sit on your dock and take your like Christmas lists, you know? Finally, one year I was like, mom, these kids know who I am. I hang out with them all this, you know? <laughs> They're like 12 and they see me on the jet skis out there. They know I'm Santa Claus. But that was... Uh, I, I was Easter Bunny. I was Santa Claus. I was, I was, I was that my whole Santa story. Not best, but a good one. I come out to LA. My first year, I get a deal with Will Smith, uh, and I and I and I live out in LA, and I and I take some meetings. The next year, I get a deal with CBS, and I get a TV show. One day, uh, one of the women at CBS, Julie Pernworth, says, um, "Hey, I'm having a Christmas party, and I'd love for you to come." And I went, "Fuck yes." So I was like, cool. So I drive to her Christmas party. I get there. She goes, oh, I'm so glad you came. The Santa Claus outfit's in the bedroom. Uh, put it on and then just hang out here in the party. And I was like, wait, I'm not invited. You want me to work at Santa Claus tonight? Like, I'm a fucking grown. Like, I, I have a deal at CBS. So I put on the Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> I hung out the whole party. And then she goes, how much money do you want? Like a hundred bucks? I'm like, I'm getting fucking 200000 from your fucking company. I think I'll pass on the 100 bucks. I just drank all her whiskey. God damn it, that was so humiliating. Those moments where you misread yeah. communications and you show up and you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not invited to the party. I guess I'll be playing Santa Claus all day. 
What is that camera shooting? That's what is concerning me. No, no. It's just my friend who's shooting stuff that we use for promo for next year. Nice, nice, nice. Or if you want it, you can have it. Well, yeah. Also, he works for El Segundo TV, and this is being live streamed. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> That's an old school camera right there. That's the cameras we started shooting Birth Conqueror on. <laughs> oh, do you remember? Like now, everyone's got cameras and shit. But do you remember, like in the like early. Oh, look who finally showed up. Oh, thanks. Uh, way to sneak in. We have been waiting for you. We've been no, talking no. about you the whole time. All your day. friends spilled all the beans. No, no one was angry. We're glad you finally made it. Do you want a beer? Uh, what do you want? What do you? Uh, we're drinking the IPAs. are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How about yeah. a beef rib? You need a beef rib? <laughs> Dude, this beef rib is sexier than oh. anything a woman could offer me. Bart's Barbecue, guys. Listen, I don't want to break your heart, Alyssa Milano, but if you said, I think we boycott beef ribs, everyone man would be like, oh, in a fucking heartbeat, I'm, whatever laws you want passed, I'll do it. Listen, this is an alt-right podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the early 90s, if you showed up anywhere with that camera on your shoulder, everyone you had everyone's attention, right? Bro, spring break, 1997, we go to Cancun. We're shooting a thing for this company called Zoom Culture, and we get cameras like that, and they got the light on it, they got the panel, they got everything, right? And so we get done shooting for the night, and as we're going back to the van, we notice girls are just seeing the cameras and losing their fucking minds, Yeah. right? So we go, I got an idea. Let's go into the club with the camera and the light panel, and we'll pretend we're from MTV. So we go up to the front door. We got the panel on. We're like, and I just walk up to the front door. I'm like, guys, it's Burt Kreischer live from MTV or here in Cancun. We're at the door. I go, sir, can we all get in? The guy's like, definitely. <laughs> and we walk in, and my buddy, Eddie, <laughs> pretended to be the producer, and all you had to do was put your finger to your ear and go, hold on one second. Yep, we can do that in five, four Three, we're going live from Carson now. And he'd point to me, <laughs> and I'd be like, hold on, Carson, what's that? You want these girls to make out? Definitely, let's do it. And the <laughs> girls would be like, oh, we're on MTV? <laughs> That's how the Girls Got Wild fortune was made. Dude, dude. We, had, we had these two girls. One time, we're on the street, right? This is, by the way, this is how in the character, we get done shooting, and we're like, let's just have fun with the cameras. So my buddy Eddie is on the street in Cancun by a sidewalk. And he's like, hold on one second. He's got these two girls that are really pretty. And in retrospect, really pretty. Uh, they looked older to me then, but now they look very young. You know what I mean? Because I was 25. Why am I telling you that? So he says, hold on, guys. We're going live from Carson in five. And they're like, oh, we got a trick <laughs> to open the show. And he's like, awesome. And he's like, all right. And we're like, five, four, three, two. And cut to Eddie. He's like, we're here in Cancun. And these girls got a trick. And the one girl does a cartwheel into the other girl. She pulls her panties over and starts eating her pussy. Oh, Jesus. That's and aggressive. my buddy Eddie is so in character. He goes, cut. We can't use that. <laughs> and he's like, get the fuck. What are you doing? We're live right now. And all of us are like, hey, man, let it go for a while. <laughs> Dude, I. And, and you know these girls had done that before. Like, that yeah, was yeah. one. Of, they were like, oh, yeah, they practice it. I wish I could do that with me and you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't know unless we try, buddy. Do you think for a million dollars? So scared dollars, of what you're gonna say now. For a million dollars, you could hold me up long enough for us to 69 and both climax. You gotta hold me in the air. Do you think you could hold me? You know, this is bring this up at church on Sunday. 
pastor goes, do I have any witnesses out there? Pastor, I have a question. My buddy, Burt Kreischer, the machine, he was wondering, do you think we could? <laughs> I haven't been embarrassed in 20 years, and I think you just did it. <laughs> Dude, I all I think is about is gay questions. I wonder <laughs> sometimes how much fun I'd have being gay. Like, uh, like me and my buddy, uh, Segura, do we talk about gay shit? All, we were in San Francisco, and we saw these two gay dudes, and one guy was in khakis, uh, tucked in, white shirt, really good-looking guy. The other guy has jean shorts on, cowboy boots, and a python around his neck, and immediately Segura looks at me and goes, which one are you? <laughs> and I was like, oh, python guy, in a heartbeat. I go, wait, which one are you? He goes, khaki guy. I go, no, you're python guy also. But like that kind of shit, I fucking love that. Anyone else? Is it, do I look drunk? Isn't that crazy? I am buzzed as fuck, and I feel perfect. El Segundo Brewing Co., man. They got this, I, I'm obsessed with brewing right now yeah. because I listened to this podcast on uh, Jim Cook, the guy that started Sam Adams, okay. and he was talking about American beers and how they were kind of just water. And he's like, you know, I thought there could be a fuller body. And not, not until I hung out with you did I appreciate. You know, can I tell you secret time? I didn't appreciate IPAs until I came here for the first time ever. I hated IPAs. Five years ago. Five years ago. I swear to God. What, I don't know. Was it you that gave it to me? And you said, you, this is what you said to me. Oh, you'll like this when you're from Florida. And I went, what? You go, there's a grapefruit feel to it. I'd never noticed grapefruit in an IPA. The only experience I ever had with IPAs, I was going, I was in San, uh, Salt Lake City and I was flying to Las Vegas to jump off the stratosphere. And I was nervous. So I was drinking <laughs> IPAs in the shower. It was like six in the morning. And I threw them up. I threw them up. It was like too much, too fast. And I threw them up out my nose. And I could never drink IPAs again because I always had that nose IPA. Drinking an IPA too fast kind of feels like you're blowing a shoe shine, boy. <laughs> Think about it. The smell of shoe shine, a little too much, too fast, nothing. It works on stage. Anyway, <laughs> fucking these guys are killing me. Anyway, and then I came here and they were like, oh, you'll like this one. It's got a grapefruit, citrus, and I love grapefruit. I can't have it because of my blood pressure medicine, but. Yeah, I, I always drank like my whole, you know, 20s, early 30s, whatever. I always drank uh, just like Bud Light or something like that. It's like 4% ABV. And then I moved to L.A. I think everyone has HPV. <laughs> Good point. Nice sidebar. And then uh, IPAs were like popular out here. And I didn't really understand what IPAs were or whatever. But I'm like, you know, all right, I'll try one. And it was for the it was the first time I could drink a case of Bud Light right now and pull my shit together if a police officer walked in and I had to talk to him. You know what I mean? By the way, he's from Florida. He was about to say if I got pulled over. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking Florida uh, that's for where you. The story's Dude, going. Drinking it. Yeah, keep going. Keep no, going. No, I, I mean I could. I, I could. I could drink a keg of beer and be like, I can get home. You know. But then, uh, dude, you have two or three of these IPAs and you don't check what ABV they are. You could. It's like. It's what I was always jealous of my weed smoking friends for, because no matter how good you are at smoking weed, eventually you're going to get a strain. It's going to be like, I got to set this shit down. You know what I mean? But beer drinkers aren't like that. We could drink beer. All but then I started having IPAs and I'm like, I need to settle down a little bit. Two's got me a little fucked up. You know, it's the best thing about an IPA is like a, a good morning IPA with a little enough citrus in it. Dude, can, can I tell you, do you guys, have you guys ever been to the keg hunt here in El Segundo? It's a, pub crawl that they do around easter time and the all the bars hide easter egg colored kegs around town and you got to do you got to get clues and whatever anyways i got hammered hold the on, first hold time on. i ever by did way, by the way i'd like to put a public service announcement more shit like that in life oh it's the best that by the way that there people need to come up with more shit like that and i swear to god i'll fund your gofundme 
That is one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. And that would cheer me up on a Sunday. When you hear Sunday, <laughs> we're going to a keg hunt. You're like, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, look, some... Four- El Segundo, people. <laughs> I would love to live in El Segundo. Yeah, keep going, keep going. People say that the TV show Parks and Rec was... Uh, was it's inspired by El Segundo because that's the way we are. Like every weekend, we're like, let's have a fair for no reason. You know, it's just like they really? just do shit here every weekend, right? Right. That's the one of the directors of Parks and Rec, right there. And oh, I I hang out with him, and he's like, we should have a chili cook off. Like he just fucking wasn't stop thinking about dude, shit. I love I love that mentality of life. For Christmas this year, we my me and our friends, we have four friends. We call ourselves campers. We did the Twelve Nights of Kama Sutra. So we we came up with Kama Sutra moves. And then texted them to each other. The couples would yeah, then that's perform next them. that's weekend in El Segundo. Perform yeah. them. And then we'd write back with our notes. But that the way to live life is that. It's, it's, it's those little small fun to make every day fun. You know, like, like you, God, that's fucking brilliant. Keg so, hunt. So we do the keg hunt the first year I ever did it. And then I come over here, actually, and uh, met a friend uh, after I lost the keg hunt and had a few more beers. And I and I'm dressed ridiculously. I can't remember what our costumes were. Clan like outfit. Yeah, <laughs> every year. Nothing. So then, uh, it's the most so, ridiculous outfit. No so I'm walking girl. home, right? I'm I'm being responsible. I'm just walking home, and I'm going down Grand Avenue there. And I'm a very good drunk. I am not a fall down drunk, right? And I'm walking home, and I'm crossing <laughs> uh, the 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 driveway entrance to where that Chase Bank is right there, and I just fall out of nowhere. I just hit the ground face first, knock the wind out of myself, and then I hear whoop, 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 and I go, oh, shit, and I look up, there's El Segundo PD. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, there's two gay guys behind me. Were they herding sheep? <laughs> no, El Segundo PD's there, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to get you know, a ticket for public intoxication, right? And I get up, I try to act cool, even though I'm wearing a ridiculous outfit. And the guy goes, hey, you okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. And I walk over to them. And uh, the guy goes, hey, I got that on camera if you want to see it on playback. (laughs) And I go, you assholes. And and I go, for real? They go, no, we're just messing with you. And so I just try to act cool, and I walk home. And then it actually (laughs) bothered me. I was telling my wife, I go, I fell on the sidewalk. And I go, and I know I drank a lot, but I'm like, I'm not a fall down drunk kind of guy. Like, so I went and I retraced my steps the next day. That's how much it bothered me. And there was a, there was like a cable wire that must have got unearthed and was uh, draped across the sidewalk. So someone was setting up booby traps on the fucking keg hunt day. And that's what I tripped on. The best part of this story is any black person hears this and is infuriated. <laughs> so they like, say, so you yeah. were drunk as fuck. You tripped. And the cop said, hey, you want to say playback of your trip? <laughs> hey, man, let's get you home safely. <laughs> Dude. We got some man. black people we got to shoot on our way home. <laughs> my, my wife and I were going to dinner over at Brewport across the street here one night, right? And uh, we're walking down the street to go to Brewport. And there's this dude sleeping. It's like 6 p.m. There's this dude sleeping in the bushes right there by Chevron. By the way, I envy those guys so fucking much. <laughs> Homeless like, people? I, no, the way they can just sleep on the street. Uh-uh. I have a hard time in my bed, like yeah. laying in bed going, my brain's racing. And homeless people are just like, ah, I'm out. This guy had been drinking since 10 a.m. I mean, uh, Me too. <laughs> so I felt bad. I go over to him and I go, hey, man, are you okay? There's a lot of police officers driving up and down the street right now. You're going to get arrested, man. She go home. And he's like, I'm good. I am home. And I'm like, no, you're not, bro. 
So I end up telling my wife, I go, hey, babe, go get us a table. I'm going to help this guy, right? Because El Segundo, right? So I picked this dude up, and I'm like. Yeah, El Segundo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Christian community <laughs> that California always looks for. No, no, brother, let yeah. me get you a sandwich. I'll get you a hot bowl of soup. Cut your hair. Cut your toenails. Toenails. Come on, <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right. We don't all dominate people at tennis that have Alzheimer's, Bert, okay? Like, some people care about other people. <laughs> By the way, I won. I hope you at least told him he won the next day when he didn't remember you played, all right? The only reason I said he had Alzheimer's is he cheated so fucking bad, <laughs> I had to write it off to Alzheimer's or I would have hated the guy. <laughs> so, so, so it's you uh, so, and the homeless guy. So, so I tell the guy, I go, hey, man, let me put you in an Uber and get you home. And he's like, oh, I live like a block away. He's like, we go walk. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so the guy puts his arm around me. He was very heavy. He lived like seven blocks away, not one block, all right? And we had the same conversation four times within seven blocks, right? He's just like, so how's your day going? And I'm like, oh, it's good, man, except for my football team lost. I'm a little bummed out. He's like, oh, who's your team? And I'm like, oh, the Auburn Tigers. And he's like, oh, man, you're the guy. And I'm like, thanks, pal. And he's like, so how's your day going? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my football team lost. And he's like, who's your team? And I'm like, Auburn Tigers. And he's like, oh, you're the guy, man. How's your day going? I'm like, my football team kicked ass. It was great. <laughs> and I got the guy home, and I've never seen him since. But somewhere out there, just know that that guy would be in jail and had a very lofty ticket if it wasn't for me, and he owes me at least three beers. Wait, so he wasn't homeless? No, he lived uh, two blocks that way. This story sucks. <laughs> it's so much better when he was a homeless guy and you rescued him. Oh. And you brought him in to live with you, and he taught you guys how your ways of being wealthy was... <laughs> Is that is that's that down and out in Beverly Hills? Yeah, down that's and the down and out in Beverly Hills. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not Richard Dreyfuss. He got you guys into yoga in your backyard. Yeah. Your wife was like, "I need to have an affair," and then you were like, "I need to have an affair." Let's just let's just slow what kind pitch. Of guys let's okay. Ready, ready. I want to play a game. I want to play. By the way, I know this is going long. We're gonna wrap this up. I want to play a game. Okay. I want you to pitch me a movie that is an old movie, but but pretend you're telling it to me. In a story that happened to you, okay? All right. Okay. I like this a lot. And Everyone, then, and then, by the way, by the way, we're going to all play. So now hold on. Think about your movie, and then we're going to have a mic that goes to you. I want you to just pitch it in a casual story. I'll give you an example, okay? When I was a kid, one of my favorite things in the world, me and my sisters would play board games. So one day, and by the way, if you, if you, if you call out the name of the movie, if you think it away, okay? So one day, we moved to a new town. I wasn't happy about it. We go up to the attic. There's Jumanji. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, all right, all right. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun, okay? All right, all right, all right? Okay, so, Dave, go. One time I was living in this wasteland, and I had a pet ferret, you know, two of them, actually. And Is this Mad Max? No, no. <laughs> Kindergarten cop? No, and then I picked up this panther, and he would, like, do shit for me, too. And there's The world of pie? <laughs> Beastmaster, yeah. <laughs> all right, Man, I all was right. gonna let's really try to, to, let's try to string people along. I'm gonna try to string you along the longest I can, okay? Best movie ever, by the way, Beastmaster. All right, this is how it starts out. You ready? Um, I'm a big baseball fan. God damn it, you got it? <laughs> oh, fuck, that was good. Oh, fuck, that was good. This, this is fun. Didn't even get, didn't even get to the cornfields. So I was a geisha. Memoirs of a geisha? It's oh. only, by the way, one of the only books I ever read in my entire life. 
I was working at Barnes and Noble when that book came out and everyone was reading it. And I was like, fuck, maybe I'll read it. And so I read it. But the problem is, you know, when you read a book, you cast the people in your head of those. Like, you're like, oh, that person will be played by Mr. Miyagi, I guess. Like, that's the only fucking Asian actors I knew at the time. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I guess that'll be played by Margaret Cho. There's the only two Asian actors I knew. So every character was Margaret Cho and Mr. Miyagi. Anyway, um, all right. Who's got another one? Dave, you got one? Ma'am, you got one? Oh, no, no, no. Did you say Sean of the yeah, Dead? I don't say the movie. Okay, let's pretend. Ryan, that, you got one? I don't think you understand how the game's played. All right, all right. <laughs> right. Right here, hand him a mic. Okay, all right. But tell us the story. Get us into it. I'm a police officer. No, not you're. you're no, okay, hold okay. on. Stop, stop. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. You have stop. to guess the title, right? No, no, no. I know, oh. but, but like, tell us like for real, like we're at a dinner party. And you're telling a story, and then I go, and then I go. Wait, are you talking about dot dot dot? Okay, you're trying to impress people, and you stole this movie as your own. Life. Don't just go. I'm a police officer, and I got shot by my partner. So I'm telling but they turned you me a into a robo story about cop. This time I was a police officer on okay. a bus. Okay, I had so to jump on a bus. Speed. <laughs> this game is not working out as. <laughs> okay, wait. We got one over here. We got one over here. Halston. All right, Brandon. Brandon. Okay. So I was with a bunch of people in the middle of the desert, and we were in a, a bunch of RVs, and we were going to this naval base, uh, Air Force base, actually, and it was crazy. And uh, Independence uh, Day. <laughs> I think you guys are missing how this game's played. Hey, Randy Quaid's here, by the way. You guys are like, so I was in a fight club one time? <laughs> fight club? No, oh, yeah, I've never seen a gremlin before. I had one. <laughs> okay, here we go. So I grew up in Beverly Hills. My dad is a rich lawyer. And I pick out my outfits uh, off of clueless. the computer. <laughs> okay, hold on. Can I tell you how this game's played? Watch this, okay? <laughs> High school can be really confusing. Okay, I want you. To, I want everyone to take notes. This is how the game's played. High school can be really confusing. I mean, I'm not in love. I'd like to be in love. My friends are in love. My, do you understand what I'm doing now? Okay. Um, driving can be chaotic. The thing is, oh, I'm man. kind of in love with my stepbrother. But that, so, so slow roll us. So don't just go. Don't just go. I live in Beverly Hills. My name's Claire. Mm. What movie am I in? <laughs> All right. Now, did someone get that? Okay. All right. Yeah. Share. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Here we go. You whisper a movie to me. I'll do it. Okay. Just name any fucking movie. I'll do it. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. You ready? Making friends is hard as shit. It really is. Where? Every movie. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you, I like where you're going. I like where you're going. Where I grew up, no one out here lives like that. Low rolling. It's just me and my mom. It's just me and my mom. And quite honestly, I don't fit in. The clothes I... What? Karate yeah, Kid. Karate got Kid. It. Fuck yeah. All Talk right. about Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Santa. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. All right. Now we know how the game's played. <laughs> All right. Who wants to try again? Who's got one? Come on, right, guys. We got one. We're we trying to one. include the community here. But slow roll us. Cock tease us. <laughs> so I was married before, and. You're my... a South American whore? 100%. How did this movie start? I'm a South American whore? I was married before. Oh, I was married before. <laughs> that is totally different. Okay. <laughs> I thought he said he married a four. All, all I kept going is blow, blow, blow. 
I was married before and my wife had cancer and it was a slow roll. Um, took a while, but she ended up passing away and I was kind of down on my luck. Um, one day I came home and somebody left a package on my doorstep and it was a puppy and it, I kind of John wick. A, yeah. Ah! Oh! Great fucking job. Can I say, I was guessing me, you and Dupree. <laughs> Marley, and me. Marley and me. I mean, Marley and me. I mean, Marley and me. <laughs> Me, you, and Debris. All right. Anyone else? Anyone else want to take a roll of the dice? Chad. Chad Zumach, everybody. Hey. All right. Chad Zumach. This better be good. Professional comedian, Chad Zumach. Uh, big fan. First time caller. Um, I, uh, I got out of a mental institution, and um, my friend, one of my best friends, he, uh, he has all these delusions of grandeur, and he always wants to try new things, and he came up with an idea, like, we should rob a library. And that's kind of odd. I'm like, okay, let's go down this road. And we have another friend who had a car, so we used that as a getaway car. And uh, we ended up robbing the library. A lot of fun. And we got hooked. The Gundo Comedy Festival. What was that? No. Is this a movie pitch? <laughs> no, this is... No, this is Are an Are you telling movie. us a real story? I'm doing the real... <laughs> yeah, yeah keep going, keep going, keep going. So uh, we decided to take up the odds what is it? and... National Treasure? No. Okay. Oh, dude, I'm throwing a curveball, baby. Ghostbusters? Uh, no, this you is guys, some European this is film how you that play three the people game. have seen. Everyone's on the hook right now. This is okay. an independent film that Chad actually wrote. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. So, and then he came up with another idea. We should rob a factory. And we get together, and we come up with a plan. It doesn't work out. Hold Nobody on. knows where I'm going with this. I know. I just farted so bad. <laughs> Is this is this the um is this bottle rocket? Yes, bottle Bert rocket. Kreischer. Wow, that's, that's a, a good pull, bro. Bottle rocket's a good pull. So my name's Lola, and I like to run. That's it. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right, now let's do it. With porns. Now. <laughs> All right, that was a fun game. That was good, Bert. That was that's a good game. Yeah. Was, I love games. I love games more than anything. Uh, let's do this. Ready? Let's go around the room. And, and the winner gets uh, applaud. <laughs> You're welcome. It's you've all I've pick, ever wanted. You've got to pick the one actor where you could remake five of their movies, and you and and then we'll, and we'll, we'll pick it. Like you got to pick an. Actor. Am I doing this right? Uh, choose an actor whose career you would want to. Choose an actor whose career you won't want to duplicate. Okay. You get to do all their movies over again, and and we'll see if we can pick the best one. All right, I'm gonna start. Carrot Top, <laughs> Chairman of the Board, right? Uh, and then classic that, movie. That's, that's that one. Who's next? No, I'm what? joking. I'm joking. Um, I think the best one to recreate, obviously, Tom Hanks. Right, right now, beat that. You just mean like what would be? Oh wait, what did you say? Okay, what movie do you start with? Oh, hold on, think about it. Think about it. You're gonna recreate all his movies. You don't. What are you gonna start with? Yeah, what are you gonna start with? That's what. No, 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 no. I'd start with all the right moves, then work back, get a break on Outsiders, then jump in with Top Gun, right? Top Guns. What's the best movie Tom Cruise has ever done? Vanilla Sky. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Right, yeah. Jerry Maguire. Let's all do a show of hands. Who believes 
the best movie Tom Cruise has ever done is Top Gun. Who believes it's Jerry Maguire? Who believes it's Cocktail? Who believes it's Mission Impossible? Tropic, Tropic Thunder? Thunder's up there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Outsiders wasn't really his vehicle, but... I'll take Collateral. Collateral? Uh, all right, how many, how many minutes have we done? Uh, 120. 120. All right, I think now's when we should wrap this up, start drinking collectively. Does that let, we're going to do a Q&A area uh, section, and this will definitely make the podcast. Um, so if anyone has any questions, Halston will walk around with the microphone, and you can ask a question, and we'll answer it as honestly as possible. I'm just trying to kill time, quite honestly. Uh, the answer to all your questions is the schedule for the Gundo Comedy Festival is on your table. If not, then we'll get you one. We're also selling T-shirts like this if you want any in the back of the room. There you go. Thank you, sir. Very nice fan of white. Good and, T-shirts. Yeah. And uh, uh, before we wrap it up, we, we finish with the q and I just want to say thank you to everyone for coming out. Yeah, thank you, everyone, here. for coming out. And guys, please come out to another show this weekend. We've got some awesome lineups, man. Uh, different people have booked these shows. Like Here, let, the, me see the, let me see the list. I'll tell yeah, you we, what. We got the Comedy I'll Magic Club. I'll tell you what shows I go to. All right. All right. So here are the shows available to you if you want to go. Oh, no pictures of people? Uh, uh, Birdcast. So tonight is Purple Orchard. Purple Orchid. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Uh, don't have the name of the people, but I'm sure they're all very talented. Thursday is Blind Barber Secret Show. Yep. Uh, That's got uh, Justin May Peluso, Dan St. Germain, uh, Dave Waite. Why don't you uh, put their names on here? Those are great comics. Because I had to print these like a week and a half ago. We don't have the okay. lineup set. Angelina Jolie is on Friday? An yes, Angie Angelina Jolie will be here at every show Angie on Friday. Angie and Julie. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Humanist Parenting Podcast. They got uh, a show. That night will be Sarah Tiana, Jeff Dye. Um, uh, I don't got know. legit it, comics this whole fucking Every, uh, every year, thing. dude, we have great lineups. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Cristela Alonzo will be here on Saturday. Um, Michael Rayner's doing a kid show on Saturday at 11. It's every show. Last year, we've had, uh, I think, four different comics in this festival over the past four years that have made the finals on America's Got Talent. So uh, some after, some before they made the finals. So, I mean, we have legit lineups at every single show. So uh, you can't pick a bad show. And two are in, uh, oh, I wish I had the joke right now. <laughs> I was trying to think of a two country you didn't respect, but then I realized that's not going to come out right. Um, let's do right. a Q&A. Thank you, ma'am, for laughing. Uh, let's do a Q&A. Anyone have any questions? And we'll answer them. Or... Yes, ma'am. Hi, Bert. Um, Hi. I was here last year, and I asked you um, what I should do, like, more to develop since I'm a newer comic. Yeah. And you said to start a podcast. 100%. So, um, still in the works with that. I only did two, and I got really drunk. I drank a whole bottle of wine, sat on my kitchen counter, Good and start. I haven't published it. But why not? But why not? You know... Because, like, one time it was champagne and peanut butter sandwiches, and it just didn't end up well. Like That's a like, great name it, for a podcast. <laughs> Champagne and peanut butter sandwiches. See, with Maddie Stocks. Like, it was just me getting drunk and being like, mmm, this peanut butter sandwich is See, no, no, no. I think, I think yeah, I, I, I think, by the way, I, I, I do not know what I'm talking about anymore. I, okay. I, when I was younger, I thought I knew everything. I really don't know anything right now. Yeah. But I will tell you, the biggest problem in this business is people overanalyzing what they think won't be good. 
Yeah. Uh, this clearly wasn't that good. <laughs> it was okay. It was, it was okay. I've done better, but <laughs> you know, a couple hundred thousand people are going to mm-hmm. listen to this, and they're going to fucking giggle a couple times. That's all you got to get. Yeah. That's all you got to get. Okay. And by the way, I listened to this dude. This dude did a podcast one time. He had just gotten out of prison, and he, he never published them. He just sent them to me privately. Mm-hmm. I listened to all of them, mm-hmm. and I was like, please post them. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time in parking lots. And I was like, what? He was like, I don't like someone not yeah. covering my six. I, I need someone to co- cover my six. Like, the way he was talking, I was like, this is fucking fascinating. Yeah. I was like, dude, please post these. He's like, no, I'm not comfortable posting them. Mm. The things that you overanalyze about yourself that yeah. you don't like, yeah. people find fascinating. Okay. It's like what he said earlier. When you're trying to be funny, it's not funny. But when you're not trying to be funny, right. when you're drunk on champagne eating peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people going, okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> my first podcast I ever did, and I've done probably 19 before I did the first one. Segura came into my, uh-huh. it was Easter morning. Segura came in with Joey Diaz. I had all the gear set up. My dad was there and he just went up and hit record. Mm-hmm. And he goes, this is your first podcast. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. We'll post it when we get done. Yeah. So we did it and they showed me how to post it and I posted it. And it was mm-hmm. a terrifying feeling. Yeah. And then that day I looked and I had like 25,000 downloads and people were like, dude, love this, more of this. And by the way, it was horrific. Joey Diaz. And, and no one could hear what he said. No one could hear. The, and my audio levels were off. It was like my dad was blaring. And people loved it. But you just got to don't overthink it. Just do it. Just stop. It's, it's the one thing holding you back right now is just fucking do it. Just do it. And let it suck. So I told my wife started a podcast. I told her, I said, she goes, what if no one listens? I go, fucking God bless. You don't want anyone to listen when you first start off. Let no one fucking listen. And you do 20 of them mm-hmm. until you find a fucking listener and let that guy find it at 20 and go, this isn't bad. And then go, yeah, yeah, I'll race the earlier ones. Like, mm-hmm. let it suck. Okay. It's like stand-up. Yeah. Dude, I sucked dick last night on stage. <laughs> Legit fucking did not you do well. You actually did it. And it's, but, but, <laughs> if, yeah. But, but if you, but if, if you, if you don't Brandon. suck, if you don't suck, yeah. you'll never figure out what's good about you. Right. So let right. it suck. Okay. Thanks. I think that's why it's important to do yeah. something that you enjoy doing too with your podcast because yeah. you don't want to do five and if no one's listening yet, which they're not going to be at five in, and it's yeah. not something you enjoy doing, you're just going to quit. It's, a if room, it's something yeah. you enjoy talking about, enjoy doing. You're going to put out fifty and then people are going to find it and they're going to go back to number one. Imagine like if the same question you asked was about stand up and you said. Yeah. So, Bert, I want to start stand-up. How do I sell tickets? And I go, well, hold on. Yeah. Don't even worry about that. Yeah. Just learn how to do stand-up first. Yeah. And then, and then give yourself 20 years and then yeah. figure <laughs> out how to sell tickets. Same, same, same. No, really, though. <laughs> 20 yeah. years, yeah. 20 years. Sucks. This one's longer. Yeah, I could financially hang on for another 20, I think. So, yeah, it's, it takes a while to sell, t- sell a ticket. Like, it's hard, man. It's fucking the really talented guys that are doing it longer than me that aren't selling. Yeah, selling tickets is fucking tough. Guys, Maddie uh, grew up in El Segundo, and she's going to be hosting the show at 9.30 on Saturday at South Bay Customs. Are you on Instagram? I am. I firmly, I fir- real redhead comic, I would change that. Okay. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's just, it's uh, like I would, I would put your name in it somehow. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, people want to know you. Yeah, it's like I and I have a lot of friends that do that too, and it's and by I was just I'm just now I'm drunk and giving notes. By the way, don't listen to me. Do not fucking listen to me. No, I've been thinking about it because it's kind of like a childish handle. 
Yeah, some people have that. Like, uh, like Lisa Lisa Traeger is uh, glitter cheese. Oh yeah, gl- yeah. And, and, and I now I know her as glitter cheese. Shane Torres is syrup mountain. Yeah, and which is fine. I, don't listen to me. Like don't listen to anything I say. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. All right, Billy anyone Ella, else yeah. have a question for Bert? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm an idiot. Don't listen to anything I say. Pass the mic. If you could have any cosmetic surgery and it was free and no recovery time, like, would you get one? Fantastic question. <laughs> I'm going to answer for Bert. It's cool sculpting. By the way, I have a list. I have, oh, a, I have a fucking okay. list. Okay. We start with some sort of, uh, like, facial peel. That's where we start, Okay. Like, I have stuff going wrong with my face. I don't like, I have like a, because I grew up in Florida, I have so many sunspots on my face. It drives me fucking nuts. Yeah. Number two, dude, hair replacement in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a fucking heartbeat. Now, we're gonna, it's going to be a two-parter. We start with this area, right? And then we slow rise into like a Paul Rudd fucking head of hair. That guy can't, that can't be his real fucking hair. I watched him on an endgame the whole time. I was like, really, that's your hair? Bull fucking shit, Joel McHale. So... Uh, then I go there. Then then I start worrying about my body because in this whole time, my self-esteem's building up because I look good. So I'm thinking maybe I'll lose some weight, but what I don't lose, we fucking lipo out. And that's when the peck implants come in. Just to, just to solid up my tits a little bit, okay? Solid up my tits. And then last, dick enlargement. Like something like nice. Everyone was like, yep, 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 yep. I would have started there. That's a great fucking question. Dave, what about you? Uh, I would start with your calves. No, you, Dave. No, on you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would say I would agree with you with growing up in Florida, man. I'm starting to get these uh, sunspots. uh, Oh, they're fucking horrible. Growing up in Florida, man. Anyone that grew up in Southern California probably feels the same way. Our parents just let us out to burn all summer. And they're like, we'll figure it out when you're 40. Yeah, my my kids, uh, they wear these like sun shirts when they go to the beach and stuff, you know? I was like, why do they wear those sun shirts? I never wore those. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have skin cancer. <laughs> it wasn't a good thing I didn't wear. Them. Uh, and that's pretty much it, man. I'm pretty happy with myself otherwise. Yeah, you got a great head of hair. Bert got so mad at me one time because I, compl- I was complaining that I go, my hair is getting a little thin right here. And he's like, fuck you. Dude, you have no idea. I'm, I'm like, I think I can cheat it. Where people go, like from here you go, oh, he's got hair, but you're like, not a lot, but he's got hair. Um, but then when when I lean over, you're like, oh, he's bald as fuck. Oh, easy, brother, oh, yeah. okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's like, finally someone addressed He's like, it. oh, I'm going to throw up, dude. I, I, I did it. I, what? I, I was going it out yesterday, and then my barber or my hairdresser <laughs> was like, it's not a good look for you. Yeah, it's also his housekeeper he was talking about earlier. <laughs> Uh, anyone have a positive question? <laughs> Sir, yes. Uh, what my favorite drink? Uh, right now, it's IPAs. I'll answer for you. Tito's and soda. <laughs> Tito's and soda, no lime, big glass. Double, yeah, double Tito's and soda, big lime, no glass. That's, that's my big lime, no glass. <laughs> I couldn't, yeah, I, I, I'm a big Tito's and soda guy. Um... That's it, yeah. I, I've been drinking a lot of wine lately and beer, but yeah, Tito's and soda. Another question, uplifting question, not about the Holocaust. Yes, sir. Uh, 
I. What was the first time he shit his pants as an adult? I was in New York City with my sister, and we were we were getting ready to take the train to D.C. And we had been to a show where there was uh, they were giving out T-shirts, and I had the T-shirt over my shoulder. And we were leaving. It was six in the morning. It was early. No one was on the streets. It was on McDougal. It was on McDougal. And I thought it was a fart, and I shit all in my pants. And I, and I and and by the way, very matter of factly, I took the shirt from the concert, and I wiped my ass. In my pants, just undid my pants a little bit, wiped my ass fully, threw it in the floor, on the, in, the, in the curb, and then looked at my sister. I said, are you ready? And she looked at me and she goes, you can't be serious. By the way, I'll call my sister right now and see if she remembers that. Uh, I guarantee you she does. We were going to my Uncle Jerry's and... Uh, Is that we, Santa Claus? No, you no, know, that's Uncle Pete. All right. So we're going to Uncle, my Uncle Jerry's. St. Pete. And she said, uh, in the, and, and I, uh, we got on the train, we drank on the train, got there, had lunch, and in the middle of lunch, she goes, you, hey, do you remember, do you remember what? when we were in New York, we were taking a train to Jerry's house from yes. New York? Yes. Do you have any special stories you remember about that? You shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? And sat in them for like a tour of the Capitol after that. <laughs> yeah, we went for a tour of the Capitol. We went to lunch, and at lunch, my uncle Jerry got up, and Annie just leaned over, and she goes, you're in the same fucking pants. <laughs> Do you remember I shit my yeah. pants right on the street in McDougal and wiped my ass with a shirt? Threw it something the... about Mary's shirt. Is it something about Mary's shirt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. And you and I remember the look on your face. You went, "Are you being serious right now?" Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Bye. Yep. There we go. Great question. <laughs> Any other great questions? Uh, yes, sir. Top five, top five cocaine stories. Uh, well, number one's got to be the first time I ever did cocaine. Uh, I was in New Orleans. I have some really good cocaine. I was in New Orleans. My buddy, uh, we were looking for ecstasy, and my buddy was like, uh, hey, man, this is uh, all we got is coke. He goes, just give me your heads up. It's a little addictive. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and he goes, it's a big step. And I went, I think I'm fine. And I remember looking down on the mirror, and there was a line of cocaine, but I saw my reflection in the mirror, and all I thought was, this is the same boy that loved precious gems. I love precious gems growing up and figuring horses. And I, and I, but I saw that boy in the mirror and I went, you're not the guy that does cocaine. You're, you're being a loser right now. And then I snorted cocaine. I go, you're a fucking winner. <laughs> uh, uh, I, one time I, I, I was brought out to LA to sell a script, a script I think that became a movie. I'm not sure, I don't know. It was, uh, it was a movie about my life, about the part being the number one party animal. And they took me to the Argyle Hotel, the penthouse floor, and there was a pile of cocaine. And there's two writers and a manager there. And they kept saying to me, we don't have an end to the story. We need an end to the story. What happens to this guy, the party animal? What happens? And we're doing cocaine. And I go into the bathroom. My heart's racing. And I realize they're trying to kill me. Yeah. They want me to die from cocaine so they have an end to the story. And I got paranoid. And there was an elevator that went, that elevator went straight up to the penthouse. And I walked out. And I looked at them. And I said, goodbye. And they go, where are you going? And I just got in the elevator. 
I disappeared. I walked down. I walked down off the street and walking down Sunset Boulevard, I bumped into Marky Mark. And I was high as fuck on cocaine. He was wearing a Red Sox hat with a white uh, V-neck. And I went, Marky Mark? And he went, Mark Wahlberg, and walked past me. And that's one story. It, if, if nobody picked up those heavy hints, the movie is uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, one time I did it on accident. Uh, we were in New York. I was getting ready to go on stage, and my friends had a bullet. It was filled with cocaine, and you could... You could uh, flip the thing, load the bullet, it was like a one-hitter, and then flip it back and snort it. But my friends couldn't figure out how to load the bullet. And I was like, guys, are you being fucking serious? By the way, I wasn't parting with them. I was going to do a set at the Boston Comedy Club. I go, give me the fucking thing. I go, you take the bullet, right? You flip it. You load the bullet. Then you flip it over, and you got to fucking hit it. And I went, and I hit it. And I went, oh, my God, I just did cocaine. One time I went into Jordan Rubin's apartment. We were in, in Soho. He had a big loft. Simon Rex was there. All these like fucking people that were really big in like the 90s. Like we were like, I'm Simon Rex is still fucking working and big. But like it was really like an MTV's who's who. And I said to Jordan Rubin, I said, hey, man, I was with these three girls from FSU. I go, can we go into your room and get high? And he was like, yeah, of course. So we walk in his room and he follows us in. We didn't know he was following us in. And we take his mirror off the wall. And he goes, wait, what the fuck are you doing? And one girl's already putting coke on it. She goes, we're getting high. And he goes, I thought you guys were smoking pot. And I started laughing. I go, I would never smoke pot in your bedroom. <laughs> like, and then he was like, you're doing cocaine. And we're like, oh, we were about to. And then we did cocaine that night. Was Dan Cortese and Puck from the real world there? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> and then the last one, probably my favorite time ever snorting coke. And this is We had a guy in New York, a very famous comedian. When we first moved to New York, me and my buddy, uh, I won't say anyone's name in this. Me and my buddy, T. Fuck, they're both named. Okay. <laughs> me and my buddy, T. Needed, we, wanted, we wanted Coke when we first got to New York. So we went up to this comedian, very famous comedian, and we said to him, um, hey, man, do you know where we can get Coke? And by the way, I wasn't super into it, but we just partied. If you partied, you just take a bump and you'd be fine. And he was like, yeah. Let me call my friend Billy. So we're like, oh, cool. So he calls his friend Billy. It's clearly not Billy. It's uh, four Puerto Rican guys in a, in a, in a fucking cutlass. And, and they say, get in the car. Now, my buddy T was Cuban. And he spoke Spanish. And I said, I'm not getting in that fucking car. You speak Spanish. Get in the car with them. So my buddy T got in the car with them. And all they did was drove him around the block. They all spoke Spanish. They cut the deal. And he, all you got was like an eight ball. And he got out. But... For the remainder of the time I was in New York, we called cocaine Billy, right? So we called cocaine Billy every fucking night. So my first night in L.A., second night, whatever, third night, I go to this party. I run into this girl that I grew up with and dated, and she says, we got to go over to my um, buddy's house. He has the best coke in all of L.A. We go to this beautiful house up in the hills, fucking gorgeous. And I get there, and they are cutting a rock of coke on, on a, like a, 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 a the 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 thing outside a window you know the window fucking screen they're shaving it but it's this thing that like tilts it's small it's not like a window screen it's small and they're shaving it and it's feathering down and they're cutting lines it is the cleanest coke i've ever stored in my entire life and immediately when i hit it i gotta shit i gotta shit immediately <laughs> so i go like i walk away from the guy whose house it is i haven't met him i just snorted a line of cocaine i go into go to the bathroom and there's a line and I'm outside the door and I'm waiting and all of a sudden the door opens and the very famous comedian is standing there and I go, what the fuck are you doing here? And he goes, what the fuck are you doing here? 
And the guy who cut the cocaine comes up and goes, how do you guys know each other? And my friend, the comedian, goes, Bert, this is Billy. It was one of the biggest coke dealers in all of the East Coast and West Coast. And I go, you're Billy? I go, we call cocaine Billy. And the comedian goes, stop, stop right now, stop right now. And he goes, what do you mean you call cocaine Billy? And my buddy's like, don't tell him, don't tell him what I said, don't tell him what I said. But he had the most amazing coke I've ever had in my entire fucking life. It was insane. You needed one bump up and both not. I mean, I did one nose and half of my face got numb entirely. Like literally tooth all the way over. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he was like, oh, this is the good shit. Oh, all right. Any more questions? <laughs> By the way, and I'm sorry if I sound like a total dirtbag. Take that all out. Um, <laughs> I went to high school in Miami. I knew three dudes named Cocaine Billy. We're doing it again, yeah. Yeah, we're doing it, I just, I was with Joe last night. We're doing it again, um, yeah. <laughs> he has to do Sober October again. I'm not super excited, but yeah, we're doing it again. <laughs> I don't know, some guy, some guy in Europe. I fucking wish I'd gotten his name. I think his name's, <laughs> you didn't see them? They're fucking hilarious. I put them on my Instagram stories. Posted that today, right? I posted that today. It's all just every comedian he likes that's bald. No, 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 no. A guy, a guy sketched a bunch of pictures of comics like, and then and he and he made them all bald and old, and it's fucking hilarious. We lost. Do we win or lose money? That lost so much. We lost money that I. We lost so much money, and my wife got so fucking pissed at me. Oh, she did not have a good time. <laughs> she did not. She has a thing. Ever since when she drinks in the day, it fucks her blood sugars up, and it keeps her up all night, and her heart races. And so she had drank all day the first day, and then just didn't enjoy it. Thank, oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Who's better? Uh, she didn't have the microphone. I just, I just want to repeat that she said we were both hysterical in Vegas. Was anyone else's allergies killing them? Dude, I'm I am fucking dying. Like, legit. I, this is what I... You know, they talk a lot about white privilege. They don't talk about our allergies, do they? We have a lot of pollen in El Segundo. Oh, I'll take one of those, I have too. to pee so bad. Okay. We should wrap this up. Uh, any last questions? So, uh, anyway, yeah, just, just to finish up what she was saying, though, the greatest thing about Vegas was it was it was rough because we flew in from Fort Lauderdale at 5 a.m. that morning and we had connecting flights, which doesn't usually happen. It was a rough travel day. We were both tired. But the coolest thing was there was a bunch of comics and both of our wives were there and a bunch of Bert's friends. So it was really fun because uh, we had a lot of fun people to hang out with and we played uh, roulette and uh, craps until about 5 a.m. Um, so it was, it was a fun night, right? It's, it's fun when you break up the road with like, uh, family and friends and you can familiar, and then faces. they see a hint of how debaucherous you've gotten and you're like, no, no, no. We normally step till 5am and shit blood in the morning. <laughs> it's me without a doubt. Yeah. Travel yeah. smoker. Dude. Tom is, uh, Tom is a great human being. He just doesn't have uh, the Mickey Mantle gene. And so 
He just doesn't. He 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 tried to fuck around with the tour bus champ, and he knew immediately. We just got different tour buses. He rented the cheap one. It was a different cheap one every week. He didn't get the same one. I got the same one. You get the same one. They give you the expensive one. Oh, he switched buses every week, and it was like fucking. It was like uh, I'm trying to think of how you say what poor housing is without it sounding horrifically and like offensive. I think that's still offensive. It was like fucking money pit. Like it was. Tom's buses were so bad. The first day the transmission blew out and it was just rang loud as fuck. The second day, all the TVs went out and the Wi-Fi went out. Third day, no hot water. And then they gave him that bus the next week. He never once posted one picture of his bus because it was fucking disgusting. Yeah, I'm the tour bus champ. And we'll, get a, we'll be getting a, a much more expensive tour bus next fall. I can't even tell you. It's going to be the greatest fucking tour bus in the world. I wouldn't be shocked if I dropped a million dollars on a tour bus. It is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It's better but, than having a family. It is like... <laughs> but, so Bert's face is on the side of the tour bus. So you can't be nonchalant about like, you know, avoiding people. And then there's like fans who just like walk... Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do people come up to me? People walk people by. People I grew up with that are drunk and blacked out on the street yeah. see my face, knock on the bus, and go, can you get me home? Yeah. Guess who has to drive them home? Twice. Twice. Tampa and Orlando. Dave, you're good at driving drunk. Will you take my friend from middle school home? <laughs> One girl was passed out on the in front of, remember that girl in Tampa? Yeah. yeah. Passed out on the floor. And I, she didn't even come to my show. I knew her, knew her in high school and in college. She saw my face and just knocked on the door, passed out. I was like, I need help. Get me home. I was trying to get her an Uber, and it was like they knew. The Uber would be on the way, and then the Uber would just like, I think they got within an eye shot of us, and they just canceled. Like They, they saw me holding up a drunk girl that I was going to shove her in an Uber to get her home, try to do the, night, the right thing, you know? One girl, one girl. <laughs> One girl got we is a very good friend, very woman, very close woman, friend of mine. Woman, woman, woman. Yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. Very very close friend of mine. Le- legit, one of my closest friends in the world. Right, uh, gets wasted, passes, uh, gets wasted, passes out. We put her in Dave's car, in Dave's rental car. He drives her all the way home, drops her off. She, Dave comes back. She calls me the next day and she goes, "I was roofied," and I was like, "Honey, I've known you your whole fucking life." You party this way. You definitely were not roofied. By the way, married men took care of you last night. You were like, I was like, don't well, you ever fucking say roofied? Here, Where the fuck are we getting roofies from? Here, and I'm not taking them for myself? Are you out of your fucking mind? Here, here's the bullet points. She's a grown woman who is hanging out with us and uh, said, hey, can I use the restroom? And we're like, yeah, sure. You just you can't poop on the tour bus, but you can pee. Go ahead. Somehow, as a woman, she peed all over the toilet seat. <laughs> and then, second of all, I was like, "Hey, Bert, man, I go look. We were staying in this. We were staying in a lot where like people can't come in and off the lot. So I go, Bert, I go, I'll drive her in the rental car off the lot, and then oh. I'll get an Uber for you, and we'll pay for her Uber to get home safely, right? Well, I drove a block away off the lot, and she was passed out. So I'm like, I'm not gonna put a passed out woman in an Uber. It's a good guy right there. So then I had to try. By the way, her by home. the way, the only reason the only reason she was going home, if we're gonna be honest, so we need to go, I mean, uh, Her kid her kids were calling, going, Mom, where are you? <laughs> so like just to say, like, we're good guys, we're such fucking good guys, we're almost gay. Like 
We literally not one. I mean, like you hear these horror tour bus stories. We were the exact opposite. We were like, imagine if Christians toured right behind Led Zeppelin. We were like, oh, you're passed out on the street. We'll get you home. There's a shark. <laughs> Look at Halston dropping shark in the pussy. All right. Last question. We got to We got to finish this. Last question. We got to finish. Last this. question in Spanish, please. Anyone? In Espanol, por favor. Yo quiero un hamburguesa. We both grew up in fucking Florida. Don't yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. I can tell you where the fuck Susanna is. In La Cocina. Anyone Not else are we done? Anyone else are we done? Yes, ma'am. It's a great question. Yeah. I asked myself that daily this past We summer. asked ourselves. My wife asked it the first day. When she popped up, my wife popped up and was like, uh, it, I'm going to take a poop. And I was like, oh, we don't shit on tour buses. She was like, uh... We paid $100,000 for this tour bus. I'm shitting here. I was like, no, you're not. She was like, no, I'm definitely shitting on the tour bus. And I go, no, you can't shit on a tour bus because it smells up the bus. And it was the first night. She was like, you're telling me we're paying all this money and we don't shit on this thing? And I was like, no. And we pulled over to rest stop. My wife was ducktailing herself to the fucking bathroom. And like, like literally prairie dog in and shit. And was like, why wouldn't you shit on this thing? And the, I, 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 I really the, don't know why. This is the reason. As a guy who lived with his family in an RV for a year and a half, when you're in an RV, you stay in uh, RV parks that have, you hook your trailer up, your RV up to a sewage thing where you can flush the shit. And in a tour bus, we're staying outside of the venue and there's no, you can't be like Cousin Eddie and be like, the shitter's full and just pump it into the, you know? <laughs> So, so if the tank with five dudes were all on the tour bus, because we have a production guy, we have the tour manager. If everyone, if these dudes are all shitting in the, in the, it's gonna stink when we're driving and it's sloshing around. So you just don't shit in the tour bus because you wait till we get to the venue and you shit. Or, there. or you can shit in Gatorade bottles. <laughs> if you have a buddy that'll hold it for you. So it's that's if are you happy you answered that question and our podcast? Can I tell you my invention? My invention was um, tour bus condoms. So you put like a condom on the toilet and you shit into this, like a big condom, obviously, for like a giant in, in, uh, in Game of Thrones. As you're going down the highway, you just throw it out and it lands on someone's windshield. And then, no, 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 you put the condom in and then you shit in the condom, you let go, it, it, it cinches up, no one smells it, you zip tie it and you throw it in the trash. That's it. All right. All right. How are we doing? We done? I think we're good. Did you guys have a good time today? Guys, thank you so much for being here. Did you get a good selfie? You've tried seven times. Did you get a good one? All right. Turn around. Do it again. The do it best, again. Do it again. Listen, the, the best thing you guys could do to please help is please post uh, at the Gundo CF and tell people to come out to shows this weekend. Spread the word. This festival has been grown totally organically through El Segundo so I rely on you guys we do these free uh, events especially to please help spread the word and uh, make sure it's a success because the shows are only fun if we have audiences there guys alright so that's the best thing you do please tag El Segundo Brewing Co tag Bird, tag me, tag the festival and come out and have some fun this weekend with us guys alright hey thank you guys hey for real <clears throat> listen thank you to Bird Crusher fifth you, year doing this I will tell you, I will tell you uh, one of the things, I don't need to say this in the mic, but uh, one of the things I love about comedy is this part where it's just fucking around and we're all just bullshitting and it's the freedom of comedy. I watched Jon Stewart in 
San Francisco work out new shit in front of 20,000 people, and it was so important. I just thought it was important to have conversations, to lighten up, to have a laugh. It means a lot that people show up to this and that we can drink and that I've been doing this for five years. It means a lot. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for coming out. Thank you, man. Let's hang out. We'll have a drink. Get some barbecue to go and get the fuck out. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.